are my legs tired? <laughs> did you did you uh, bike the drive into work this morning? Well, here's the thing. I mis- I misunderstood. I thought it was trike the drive. <laughs> you know how hard it is for a man my size to yes, get on Yes, especially a- on a tricycle meant for a four-year-old. On a tri- <laughs> tricycle. <laughs> That's a sight. I want to sign up for Big Wheel the Drive. Yeah, that would be that was similar to what I was. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Remember on the old Laugh-In TV show, Shawnee, you'll remember this. Shawnee and I will be the only two the only people two to remember. Laugh-In. The, the old Laugh-In, they used to have a guy mm-hmm. on a tricycle, and he yep. would roll for a few feet and then fall over. Yep. That was, <laughs> that that was, was you. me from about Hollywood down here to Columbus. <laughs> Columbus driver, wherever we are. And you're dodging raindrops, too. And dodging raindrops out there as well. <laughs> That's my big bike the drive joke for this morning. It's not going to get any better than that. I want to ride it where I Happy bike the drive day. From all of us here on uh, Lakeshore Drive. Just a block away. We do have a nice view of uh, Bike the Drive. The great view. From here at the WG. Watching the uh, riders go over the bridge, over the Chicago River. Yep. Getting Very rain, nice. Getting rained on. Yeah. yeah. Be careful out there Suckers. now. <laughs> I guess it's good bicycling weather if there's a light mist, right? Oh, sure. I don't know about that. It can make the pavement kind of slippery. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it looks like more than a light mist as I peer out the window here this morning. Uh, people in bikes, uh, not not just starting on Lakeshore Drive, but I noticed, you know, I live much further west of uh, Lakeshore Drive. I'll give the exact address so you can all stop by my house <laughs> later. Uh, as you've done with me many times. <laughs> well, we'd like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, People on their bikes, you know, driving down to Lakeshore Drive yeah. from, from pretty far west, uh, going east down to Lakeshore Drive and then picking up the drive there uh, in order to do the uh, bike, the drive in the rain. Yes, yeah, I've done that, too. I've, I'm not as, quite as far west as you are, but I'm still west. And I don't feel comfortable riding my bike on the main road that can get you there. Didn't you do it a few years ago, Andy? No, I didn't do the bike to drive, but I've been I've been biking to the drive uh, a lot this summer, just you know to get a little exercise and get over by the lake. But it's it's kind of a <laughs> you kind of take your life in your own hands sometimes. Andy's wasting away to nothing with this uh, health and fitness. It's okay, I, I could use it. <laughs> Can't wait till your wedding's over so you can get fat again. <laughs> oh boy, you, you know, think I'm just never doing was. you think I'm just doing it for that, right? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, I started with the trainer uh, like uh, a month ago, something. So nice. I'm, I'm following Andy's. See, there you go. Uh, I haven't. I, I did dig my bike out. I had it was in my garage, with, <laughs> with like buried in my garage <laughs> with things that I haven't seen since 1979. Uh, but I I dug my bike out because while we still have a few nice days, I want to ride my bicycle. Yeah. It'd be fun. 
Did yeah. you have to put air in the tires? They, they haven't the since tires 1979. Are, the tires I think are so. flat. Yeah, the tires are completely <laughs> flat, and I think they're okay because the rubber on the tires dries out, right? Yeah. Yes, it does. I think it'll be okay. No, I've I've ridden my bike before 1979. Is it a uh, Schwinn Stingray with a banana seat? I wish. Yeah, me too. That was one of my first bikes. I wish I still had my st- uh, Schwinn Stingray. Yeah. And uh, at one point, I had a Schwinn Typhoon. Oh, nice. Oh, the Typhoons. I remember oh, the Typhoons. I love that Typhoon. Yes, sir. I used to have to have a, a flag to the, at the back, you know, that little little bar, the little metal bar that bent oh, yeah. over. Oh, yeah. Because we had a lot of high hedges in the neighborhood that I grew up in, and my mom wanted me to be seen. Right. So I had a big orange flag hanging up there. Mine was uh, all black. I want it to look as sinister as possible. Nice. Uh, you know, here's this uh, kid, pimply-faced kid. Uh, <laughs> his face dotted with Clarisol on a <laughs> on a jet black Schwinn Typhoon with the monkey bars. Oh, yeah. Love those monkey bars. Mon- you mean the high handlebars. Oh, yeah. right? Isn't that yeah. what that's called, monkey bars? No, no, monkey bars Monkey bars, bars are, was the playground equipment. Yeah, I guess that would be a little tricky to... <laughs> yes. What were those called? They were called something, weren't they? Yeah, the, they were. High uh, handlebars. Well, high handlebars. <laughs> yeah, they were. But oh, I want to apologize to everyone who lived in my neighborhood because I was a terror on two wheels. <laughs> I was. Yeah. My friend had a uh, Schwinn Stingray. And I remember when he brought it, you know, home from the shop. Oh. Every, all the kids came out and, ooh, wow. Yeah, those are, those are super That's cool. really keen. That was the equivalent. Keen. Keen. That was the equivalent of, uh, like, somebody getting a sports car now, isn't it? Yeah. If you had a Schwinn oh, yeah. Stingray. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, was, that was super cool. Okay. According to the Google machine, it's, they're called high-rise handlebars. High-rise. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, boy, that's great. Did you ever have your bike stolen as a kid? No, Luckily, but a friend no. of mine did. I did. He was devastated. Oh, me too. You had your bike stolen? Uh, in front of Gordon's Pet Shop hmm. on 79th Street. Went into... I didn't, wasn't even buying anything. I just used to like to go there because he had... A, a, look at the animals. Well, I would look at the animals, but he had a big old German Shepherd. I don't remember the dog's name now, but he was the nicest dog. And uh, I would go in there and, you know, pet the dog and look at the little uh, turtles, which we now know spread disease. Remember, remember those little? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They would have like an aquarium full of those little turtles. Uh, and uh, what else? They have snakes. I think they had uh, mice, mice in this place. I don't mean, you know, like as pests, you could buy uh, yeah. mice in the place. But I would go there. I put my bike right outside. These were happier, more innocent times. Right. I just left my bike out in front of the Gordon's Pet Shop, and uh, when I came out, it was gone. Hmm. We had one gone in there for ten minutes, and it was taken. Yeah, we had one stolen out of the garage. Wow! Last year. Wow. Oh, just last year. Oh you yeah, did? Melina's wow. bike got got, oh, got taken. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, that is completely bold. So now we lock them up in the garage. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, I put a chain around my uh, car tire now. On my car. <laughs> Put it around your catalytic converter. That's, yeah, yes, yeah, uh, you indeed. Need you need to. You need to. <laughs> well, best wishes to all of you out on Bike the Drive this morning. I'm sure most of them have their, uh, you know, their radios uh, tuned or they're streaming us. 
and listening to WGN because what could be more enjoyable than being out in the rain on a bicycle and listening to this mess? I wonder if they've attached or some of the writers have attached playing cards to the uh, spoke oh, to the right to oh, that yeah. would you know playing uh, cards hit with the spoke so it would sound like you were like riding a, a motorcycle like a motorcycle yeah that would be cool. <laughs> that would be super cool. Uh, we are, we are, you know, as usual, the important issues of the day flood our text lines. And uh, 773 says, Dean, you are right. Monkey bars is what we called them. Huh. Those handlebars. I don't remember calling them. We had a set of monkey bars in the playground. But You want to call our one of our listeners a liar, Shwani. That's up to I'm you. not... <laughs> Here's another one said, uh, we call them butterfly handlebars. Butterfly. That sounds right, too. Tell Dean the handlebars were called ape hangers. I never heard of that. I haven't either. But somebody else uh, also texted them. The the high handlebars uh, were called ape hangers. The high bar in the back was (laughs) referred to as a sissy bar. I do remember that, too. Uh. If you had, you know, like a, it was almost like back support, right? On your bicycle seat? Yeah, it, came up, it would come up behind you, yeah. It would come up behind you, like halfway up back. Like, hey, you have a sissy bar. <laughs> Spider bars. Dean has a sissy bar. Dean has a sissy bar. <laughs> On the record show, I never had a sissy bar. <laughs> never did. <laughs> Not until you had the CB antenna taped onto the back of your car. Oh, that would have been that <laughs> oh, would have been the greatest <laughs> to have a CB on my Schwinn Typhoon. On your yeah, breaker breaker one nine Typhoon with you here. <laughs> Golden Greek on the Schwinn Typhoon breaker nine. Well, look who's back from vacation. Hello, I have never seen or heard you post more enthusiastically about time off as you have for the past week. It was a marvelous two weeks, almost two weeks, yes. I want to take a break, uh, and then when we come back, you can tell us all about it. Okay. Can't wait to hear. Well, you're going to take the break or not? Yeah. Okay. Take it easy. (laughs) Don't get so sassy on your vacation. Relax. It's 924. We'll get to the far-flung forecast in a second. Welcome back, Dave Schwan, from his... uh, vacation he's been on many a trip many a adventure i've never seen you post so enthusiastically well about i think your trip to acha watcha no, no. whatever it was yes and so I know you're running for mayor there because you're, you're, <laughs> no, you're not, kissing up to the, the town so much. No, no. My girlfriend, Gilda, is uh, there, and she's uh, that is her uh, residence, and a beautiful residence it is. Uh, Occoquan, population 1,100. We had such a great visit there. That is such a beautiful, historic community there. Um, so many things to see and uh, great restaurants, as you uh, yeah. saw, Dean, on yeah. the post. Yeah. And uh, uh, she she lives in a beautiful place. Did you get to meet uh, Floyd and Goober and 
through some of the other residents there? Well, actually, uh, there there was a barber shop there, I think, but uh, Floyd was not there. Hey, and... hey Joanie, welcome okay. to Aquaquan. <laughs> Let me give you a nice Aquaquan haircut. <laughs> and I did not see... Unless I was uh, mistaken, uh, I did not see a, a gas station per se in the town. A fill-in station. A fill-in station. Fill-in station. That's right. You you posted a video where, you, where we don't charge for oil for water and air. Want me to check water and air water? is free. Check it. I'm going to go get a pop while you check the water <laughs> on my car. When's the last time that ever happened at a gas station? <laughs> You posted a video from a place called uh, Funland. Funland, yes. Funland at Rehoboth Beach. Yes, Funland brought back so many memories of Kittyland. Now, are you on this ride? That you we were waiting. Gilda and the, I were waiting to get on the oh, ride. The Sea Dragon. The Sea Dragon. It made me dizzy just watching the video. <laughs> Where do you get on it? <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, though. We oh, did God. the Sea Dragon. We rode on the paratrooper ride. Oh, we did not go on the one where you actually are upside down. Oh, yeah, that's not good. No, didn't want to do that. That's not good. But it was a, a marvelous thing. And Funland is the amusement park at Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, mm-hmm. which is a favorite spot of Gilda's. She's been going there since the 1970s. And uh, what a great place to visit and see. Very nice, beautiful pictures of the beach and boardwalk there. And mm-hmm. it just looks really nice. We rode by, speaking of bikes, we rode bikes on the oh, boardwalk. Look at you. Yeah. Bicycle built for two. I was going to say tandem. (laughs) Two different bicycles. And it's true. Once you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget. Yeah, Gilda was actually riding the bike. Shawnee was in the sidecar. (laughs) Strapped in nice. Strapped in with the helmet on. (laughs) It is time for the far-flung forecast. Our weekly compendium of the most fascinating facts that you could possibly gather in one place here now with the latest dave akakwan schwan <laughs> rhymes nice it, i like that i like that well friends and neighbors get out your compasses and protractors because we're going to go right back to rehoboth beach today oh, thank rehoboth goodness. beach delaware he is running for mayor or <laughs> he's trying to buy a business there he's kissing up to this town <laughs> Way too much. He's got, he's got two towns he's, he's doing that. So if he doesn't work in one, he can go the other. I don't know what the scam is. There is some kind of scam going on here. I don't know what it is. Actually, actually, we're, we are following a suggestion from one of our listeners hmm. among the best in the world. Diane posted uh, the fact that she enjoyed hearing the remote far-flung forecast from Occoquan last hmm. week. And mm-hmm. she said, why don't you do Rehoboth Beach? So that's exactly what we're doing. Thank you for your suggestion. (laughs) Listen to you. Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. He's trying to buy some swamp land there. I don't know. (laughs) There is some kind of shady deal going on. Opening a filling station. Something. Are you through? Please proceed. Are you through? Probably not. No, probably not. Let me think about it. I'm pretty sure I'm not, but go ahead. Rehoboth Beach has a population of about 1,300 ordinarily, but at the height of the season, the summer season, 
It can expand to over 25,000. Mm-hmm. It was founded in 1873 by a Methodist church that came from Wilmington, Delaware, as a, a retreat town, a place for them to uh, relax and study and everything. And the word Rehoboth is actually a Hebrew word. It means broad spaces. Mm. And that is true. It's a marvelously a wonderful beach, a large beach. Even though it was busy, we still had no problem finding a place to uh, just to sit and uh, stay because it's so large there. Wait a minute. You mean when you go to this town, you can actually sit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and on the beach. They have chairs there? They what? have. And you want restaurants? Let me tell you. They've got great food there. It's just a wonderful, wonderful place to go for the summer. Okay. Is that it? <laughs> 1873. Are you done? And you have fun land there, Rehoboth Beach. Oh, fun land. Had beautiful weather, and they have beautiful weather today. It is sunny and 79 yeah. in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And don't forget, when you're there, stop by Dave Schwan Realty. He'll get you <laughs> Where it's 936. Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Up next on our program... With our segment that we started off, all things COVID, now covering all things health. Dr. Most, happy holiday weekend to you, my friend. He pushed the button. I'm there hear him. this morning. Yeah, nice to, nice to talk to you. So, you know, we've got Bike to Drive going on in the rain right now. It's coming down pretty good uh, right along Lakeshore Drive right now. But, you know, if somebody is inspired, like myself, for example... Uh, dusted off my bike out of the garage. I want to get out there. What kind of what kind of things uh, do I need, you know, health wise to uh, take precautions if I haven't been on a bike for a while and I want to do it now? Yeah, you know, the individual who at least has been doing some form of exercising is okay. Um, biking is a great uh, great exercise, mainly because it uses the major muscles in your leg, also you know some in your back as well. So really important that as long as you've been out doing something, that's great. If you have been sedentary sitting on a couch and now all of a sudden you're going to go on a 30-mile bike ride, uh, I'd be very hesitant. You know, it's one of those where your muscles are not ready for it. And then, two, the other thing just from a ergonomic point of view is make sure your bike is properly set up so that the seat's at the right length so that you're not causing more problems with your knees, hips, or back because of, of shoddy equipment, I'll call it. Yeah, that makes a, a big difference of how you're positioning your back on the bike. Uh, and uh, I'm going to say whoever invented the bicycle seat uh, must have been the most sadistic person in the world. <laughs> my guess. It's pretty universally uncomfortable. Yes, especially if you're going to be going you know, 20, 30 miles. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so start slow, basically. I mean, if you're you know, sedentary, if you're just getting started, start slow, work yourself up to, you know, something like biking the drive, something like that, right? Yeah, and, and if you are going to bike the drive, don't try to be the winner. Don't try to go out as hard as you possibly can if you haven't been exercising. So take it as a, at a leisurely pace. Enjoy the views on both sides. Um, and really take it for the enjoyment portion of it, as well as some of the cardiovascular benefits we get from riding a bike. I'm just curious, over at Central DuPage Hospital, uh, it's probably worse in the city where things are a little more congested. Are there a fair amount of uh, people being treated for bicycle-type accidents, whether it's something that happened you know, by themselves on the bike or uh, car versus bike-related? Because it sure seems... 
like they're at odds uh, all the time in the city, at least anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And we do see quite a few. And I, I'm glad you bring it up because one thing I think that we really need to uh, to reinforce is, you know, people fall off bikes and they can break a wrist easily. They can break a you know a ankle, a leg. But most importantly is that you have a helmet on because head versus concrete does not do well. Yeah. So certainly we want to make sure that if we do have bike injuries, and we do see quite a few, if we do have bike injuries, we want to make sure that they're, that they're helmets on. Even if it's the child, you know, just out in the cul-de-sac, going around in circles in a very small area, well-contained, still reinforce them that every time they get on the bike, they have the helmet on. And you as a parent, when you're going to go for a ride with your kids, you can't say, well, you have to wear a helmet. I don't. Right. Yeah, in other words, your brain's more important than mine, which is absolutely false. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the bottom line, isn't it, really? Because, I mean, you could break a wrist, you could break an arm, you could break something. But uh, very, very serious injuries could take place related to the brain as a result of that by not not protecting uh, your noggin. You know what scares me the most when I, I, I see, you know, bikes out in the street? And then they have that little trailer attached to the back of the bike, and a small child is inside the enclosure. And I just thought, boy, are you asking for it? That that just seems like a recipe for disaster. Maybe I'm wrong, but I I, I would never do it. Yeah, you know, you do. You obviously increase the risk of something bad happening. You know, kids at that age are, you know, they might move around more. They're going to try to get out. They're small. Um, and certainly if you have parents saying, well, I want to get my kids out for exercise. Well, they're really not exercising. They may, they're obviously not at an age to exercise, but probably better off taking them for a walk with a stroller where you have total control and you can see them versus them being behind you. But, uh, I know there's a lot of people that do it. Yeah. I see them in the streets in the, in the bike lanes, but in the streets right next to vehicular traffic, little kid sitting duck in one of those uh, little trailer things going on so um all right so we're talking a new vaccine this week for covid uh what is the timeline for all of this for all of us to get our new poke yeah it's great that it got approved you know last week by both the fda and the cdc so the logistics of it now, it is being delivered. If it's not delivered already, it should be available here in Chicago by Tuesday. Um, and really, it's going to be hopefully one that's going to make an impact. And, you know, we've talked about every time a COVID vaccine making an impact. This one is kind of interesting in my point of view. A lot of people know somebody with COVID and have BA4 and BA5, and they say, oh, you know what, it's really just a really bad cold. But unfortunately, when you have that really bad cold, couple things happen. One, the impact of public health because we continue to spread it. Kids are back in school right now. We've already had a tough year, year and a half with them as far as their educational process, and we certainly don't want to slow that down. And the economy. You know, we talk about the economy all the time, and people don't understand the health-related impact of COVID on the economy if people have to take a day off of work or their kids sick and they can't come into work. You know, we really need to look at those three factors and say that's the importance of individuals getting this vaccine booster as, as timely as they can. Now, explain how this one is different from previous vaccines and boosters that hopefully we all got as we were supposed to. Yeah. And this is the importance when we talk about variants, right? We knew the original COVID when it came out, the impact that it made in the health. Look at the just what happened. It's this virgin virus we had never seen. And boy, it impacted the health of everybody. And that's why we sped up that first vaccine. 
Well, certainly by the time we made that first vaccine, we had already had variants. Right now, that variant is that BA4, BA5. Um, Not as uh, severe illnesses, but certainly spreads a lot quicker. So the original vaccine was just for straight COVID. Now with the variants, what we have in there is not only the straight COVID, because our immune system is looking for that, but also spike proteins from BA4 and BA5. So those are the ones that are going to protect you now from the virus that's circulating currently. Exactly what we do with flu shots every year, trying to predict which facts, which viruses are going to be, um, you know, spreading around. Mm-hmm. This one, we actually know 95% are BA4, BA5. Boy, I want a vaccine that have, protects me against that versus like some of the influenza where we're saying, well, we think it's going to be this strain. In this case, we know the strain that's out there. Is it too early to tell if uh, there could be uh, similar reactions that some people had to the original vaccine and also the boosters? Yeah, that's the hesitancy a lot of people have, because if you're you know, inside baseball, if you're really looking at this, this vaccine has not been tested on humans. It's been tested in mice. But, however, we did have in the early May, April and May, we had both Pfizer and Moderna making a bivalent vaccine with BA1. Now, that has definitely changed, right? BA4 and BA5. But that vaccine did very well, showed minimal side effects, and has done well. We do the same thing. People say, oh, it hasn't been tested in humans. I'm not going to do it. Wait, people, everyone has to understand, that's the exact same thing that happens with influenza every year. So certainly, if we look at history and we look at the manufacturing process, we should expect a great response because we know it's the exact virus that's out there and side effects that are comparable to what you would get with your normal vaccinations. 847 area code uh, texts in, uh, is there a new COVID vaccine coming out that does not have polyethylene glycol in it? My sister has an autoimmune disease and is allergic. Uh, She took the J&J shot, but it didn't give her any coverage against COVID. Right. So the polyethylene glycol, a preservative there that was in the other Moderna and Pfizer and was not found in J&J, um, certainly they're going to be tweaking those, but I don't, I can't answer that question exactly because I'm not exactly sure. I will say that there's the nasal vaccine that we've all been waiting for has just been improved in China. So we will certainly hopefully be getting some good data out of there as far as how effective it is and how well it works, which takes care of a couple of people, the needle phobic people. And then those also with, uh, with the uh, peg, uh, sensitivities and peg allergies okay all right so those are uh, a couple of things and probably as always i mean with with anything always check with your physician uh before you proceed with uh, anything always good advice we'll get to some more uh, calls and texts for dr kevin most central dupage hospital 312-981-7200 in a minute it's 949 dr kevin most Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital, joining us as always here on Sunday morning to answer your questions. And Becky, you're going to be up first with Dr. Kevin Most. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I had a question. I had my antibody level checked, and I was told that I had a dark color, and that meant that I had a high antibody level. And I was curious as to how effective it is to manage my protective level by checking in periodically on that antibody level 
I'm trying, I've got three shots on board, but of course those were last year and I'm trying to kind of ride the wave until I really need to get the booster. But I do work on campus with students at the university and um, we're not masked. What do you think, Kev? You touch on a couple of things here. One is very interesting is that you're working in a school. And if you look at, look what's happened at U of I, look what's happening in CPS, the number of cases has just gone up dramatically. Now, antibody levels, certainly we kind of stayed away from testing those because what happens is your antibody levels will slowly drop and they'll get to a point where they're not detectable. That does not mean that your body's immune system is not ready for this. Matter of fact, next time it gets exposed, we have things called T memory cells that say, hey, I've seen this in the past, start making antibodies again. So the antibody level, although it's great to show that your body reacted either to the vaccine or the virus, as far as long-term protection, totally unpredictable, or you'd be testing yourself on a very regular basis. But like I said, the body has cells that remembers what they have seen, and that's why we don't have to have high numbers of circulating antibodies for every illness that we've ever been exposed to. We kind of have that in our, in our back check of, you know, think about it as a warehouse. You know, you, you could have this filled warehouse when, in fact, you're not going to need it, but instead have just in time, as soon as I need it, I can produce it. So that's exactly what the body does. Interesting. Thank you so much. Thanks, so Becky. Oh, sorry. I'm hearing from you. I need to get the. I need to get the booster. Um, yes, especially if you're in the educational setting right now, I would certainly get the booster. Your your timing for it is fine as far as when you are eligible for it. And I'll tell you, the schools. When you look at numbers of positivity rates, you know U of I at 26 percent, CPS schools up 37 percent in positivity. We knew this was going to happen. We just want to curtail it as much as we can before the winter. Yeah, thanks, Becky, and good luck to you on that. Uh, A ton of calls on the text line, uh, Kev, people asking, when should I get the booster? From uh, people saying, I just got over COVID. Uh, Should I get the booster? I just got my flu shot. Should I get the booster? Uh, You know, what's what's the time frame uh, on, on all this? Yeah, so let's go over it briefly here. We'll take these each um, in a section. Let's say you have gotten the regular uh, two shots and you're fully boosted. You would not get that new booster for another two months. In other words, two months since your last booster. All right, so that's the individual saying, hey, I've kept up with everything. I want to continue to keep up. When should I get the booster for this one? Because we know that even with the boosters, BA4, BA5 has had many cases. So you've got to remember that. If you have been sick recently, it's three months after your infection because we know we get great immune response for the first 90 days, and then it starts to taper. So if you've been sick recently, like myself, I am not going to be looking to get that booster until three months from now. And individuals who have not gotten any can't, you can't say, you know what, I'm just going to go get the booster. I, you have to have those two initial shots to make sure the immune system is keyed up enough before you get the booster. So hopefully I touched on each of those, those who have been infected, those who haven't been vaccinated at all, and those who have kept up. Yeah, let's see. I, I think, Judy, that that answers your question, because I'm told that you want to ask, should you get the normal booster before this new vaccine uh, welcome to the show judy first of all did i uh, thank you did i summarize correctly 
Uh, yes, I, I, I was. Uh, I had the two initial first shots a year ago, last September, but I haven't been able to get boosted at all, so I'm not caught up as you, as you would say. But I was wondering, so in the next month, if I can get a uh, a booster, do I get the regular booster, or do I wait and get the the new booster with the, that's going to take care of the variants? New and improved, right, Judy? Judy, absolutely great question because I'm glad you asked it because what we see out there right now is we have many individuals are in this exact same boat as you have not been able to get boosted because of health reasons or other reasons or just have been hesitant to. So I got to be really clear. As long as you've had the original two, two COVIDs and no boosters, you will get the new booster. Matter of fact, the old booster will go away. It will be gone. It's the emergency use authorization will be removed from that because we will want people to get boosted with this one. So you have no problem. If you go in to get your booster on Tuesday, if you can find a place that has been, then you will get the new booster and that's totally appropriate for your position. All right, Kevin. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear on that. So, no, no it's, uh, thank, thank you for uh, clarifying for everyone. That's overwhelmingly, that's uh, people are asking about, you know, when am I eligible to get the booster and i think you answered that uh, beautifully as always dr kevin most hey, hey dean dean one quick yes, point i know we're yes, out of time but yep. just one quick point for that caller that asked about polyethylene glycol oh yeah i guess I'm, i guess on my mind had a mind freeze we remember polyethylene glycol pfizer and moderna for the mrna well i forgot you know what we just approved novavax not too long ago which is a classic vaccine so certainly have her look at the novavax vaccine i'm almost positive it doesn't have a uh, peg in it but certainly she can do some research. But I apologize for that, that I didn't think about that vaccine. All right. Well, at least we got all the info out there. That's the, the main thing. We always love uh, talking with Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, hope you feel better, Kev. And uh, thank you, as always. Try to enjoy your Sunday today. You got it. Take care, Dean. Talk soon. From our text line, 773 writes, Uh, I'm on Lakeshore Drive doing Bike the Drive. Good morning to you guys at WGA. Hey, good morning. How about that? Be safe out there. Have fun. Is it safe to listen to this show while biking the the drive in the rain? You could have stopped at this show. Is it safe to listen to this show? (laughs) That's very true. Andy makes it. You're right. You're right. Uh, Andy makes a, a very good point. I guess that's not really distracted driving. If you're no. all, all you're doing is listening, I guess that's okay. true. Uh, the uh, where is it eight four seven area code? Uh, you guys are the best part of my week. You've got me laughing already. Excellent. Nice. It's kind of excellent. Kind of sad statement on the rest of your life. <laughs> now. <laughs> You know, I was thinking back. We were talking. We're the best part of our week. (laughs) We were talking. Or his his week. We were talking earlier about riding bikes, and, uh, you know, you had your uh, Schwinn Typhoon and uh, uh, that sort of thing, and what we, you know, what you wanted with it, like a Schwinn Stingray and that. um, Mm -hmm. But in terms of listening to the radio, I was able to do, uh, you know, a juggling act, holding my 1962 Astrosonic transistor radio to Mm -hmm. my ear, listening to the Big 89, and holding on to the handlebar with with my other hand. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that Big 89 station to which you refer uh, is uh, no longer in existence. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> they went off the air in about 1972. I don't know if people know that. Oh. <laughs> uh, you are quite the talented person, Shwani, being able to balance all of it. A lot of us had the good sense to get us a little this ear, was, earplug this yeah. was, transistor radio. This was in the age before bike helmets yeah. and the uh, the safety things around your knees. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you can guess what might have happened. Yeah, those bikes were <coughs> from more, time to mostly time. sharp metal. Uh, sharp, oh, yeah. sharp rusty, rusty metal. Mostly? Yeah, it's amazing we're not dead, honestly. <laughs> and uh, finally, a text uh, that says, uh, Dear Uncle Dean... Uh, just saw an ad for Tree Time in Barrington. Are you and the gang going to do another Christmas show from there this year? Well, now's the time to start planning. I will answer that question in just a moment. Still to come on the program today. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown join me. Talk about their new movie. Also from your WGN-TV Morning News, one Mr. Pat Tomasulo is coming up in about 15 minutes. Good thing it's Pat Tomasulo who's coming up on the show and not Larry Potash because he hates this song. (laughs) be a visceral reaction he hates this almost as much as who let the dogs out two of his favorites uh but uh you know i i in some ways i feel like uh any department store that's put out their christmas display too early by playing this but you know we've been getting a couple of texts about this people asking if we're going to be out at tree time uh to do our annual uh, christmas extravaganza and the answer to that question is uh, most definitely, yes, we are. In fact, we just got, uh, you know, Shwani, how many times have I sent emails to the management of WGN suggesting brilliant ideas for our show? And what happens? Nothing. <laughs> Zero reaction. I get nothing. But uh, I got an email from them asking, are we okay to do the uh, you know, tree time show this year? And I spoke for both of you by saying, by saying, "Why, yes, we'd be delighted to." <laughs> well, you spoke well. You guys like yeah, doing it. Like count doing me it. Yeah. in. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's been just a really a highlight of the year. It's always been good. Jack, were you with there. us? Jack, were you with us last year when we did? I can't remember. No, it was Ryan. No, it wasn't. Ryan, who? Oh, come on. The, the guy before me. That kid in the band. Once the producers yeah. leave the show, they're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ryan, with the great reel-to-reel tape recorder he bought with mic line mixing and uh, 10.5-inch uh, reel uh, capability. Uh, uh, no wonder you remember him so well. Wow. You bonded with him in nerdy, nerd, <laughs> Nerdville. We talked for 10 minutes about that right after he bought that Oh, unit. well, Jack, producer Jack is in for Half-track stereo. This is going to be Jack's first. I'm trying to get you off the subject here. This is going to be Jack's first uh, tree time broadcast. 15 yeah. IPS speed on the... <laughs> yeah. The only problem with this, Jack, is you have to ride with Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his radio is broken. Yeah. So you have to listen <laughs> Hope you're interested in reel-to-reel recordings. That's all you're going to hear for about an hour. Don't know if I have a I choice. I can hook mine up in the car and oh. plug it in. 
That'd be fantastic. Hey, why don't we, you know what we should do? We should all get uh, CBs hooked up in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we could talk to each I other. Suggested, and there we on the way I up. suggested we do the show that way. Well, I, actually, I think more people would listen to the show if we did the show on CB every week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We'd have a larger audience. But I mean, while we're driving up there, you know, we could drive in three different cars and talk to each other on the CBs. We could do a conference call with our phones. Oh, that would be so great. And record the whole thing. Anywho, uh, yes, the answer is... <laughs> wow. Yes, we are going to do the show. Can I bring my reel-to-reel tape recorder? Here is the date. Uh, it is uh, tentatively scheduled for November the 13th. November the 13th. Now, uh, Dan Hampton and uh, OB... My favorite impersonation that Schwani does uh, of all his, <laughs> his Ed O'Bradovich uh, impersonations. <laughs> Season starts next week. Yes, it does. So uh, we're not only looking forward to hearing those guys on the radio, but Schwani, start polishing up your impersonation. I already have. Because it's, uh, it's my favorite. We just have to wait and see how well the bears do. Right. Uh, that that uh, measures... The amount of anger that uh, both Ham and OB have—that's <laughs> exactly right—in each and every broadcast. But that's going to start next week, and they so they'll be on. We'll get preempted uh, starting, you know, at eleven o'clock. I thought it was nine oh five. We'll be on uh, at eleven. What is the matter with you today? Schwanny's doing a whole different show. I was going to say he's on the B Channel right now, doing his own show. He's, he's like on Radio Octocon or wherever that was. He was on, on vacation. Oh, I didn't Con tell radio, you about yeah. the radio station we were listening to. All right, driving out to. So uh, we're going to. We're going to be, uh, starting next week, uh, Hamp and OB will come on at 11 o'clock. So the reason I bring this up is that when we are at tree time, we'll be live from 9 to 11. Then we're going to do an hour's show not on the air. So mm. it's, it's going to be a show that we're going to do that is not going to be broadcast over the airwaves. And then we'll come back on the air at 12 o'clock for the final hour of the show interesting yeah so we could do dirty stuff nice we could do we could go blue yeah yeah we could do the show that we've always talked about sunday morning after dark <laughs> dean richards unhinged yeah <laughs> something like that i like that yeah yeah uh you can literally you can ask us any question because we're not on the air <laughs> And then Schwani can do his real OB impersonation. Yeah, yeah, we'll let him go for about a half an hour on reel-to-reel machines. We'll walk out and go get some coffee. But yeah, yeah Shw- uh, uh, Andy and I will go down the street to the Dunkin' Donuts, yes. and have a little breakfast. Yes, and Schwani can entertain. <laughs> Give him. a whole seminar on reel-to-reel. Tape Jack, Jack, you're welcome to come with us. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm telling you, there is an art to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. bottom line to this incredibly long, and I would uh, venture guess painful uh explanation <laughs> is yes we are going to do the tree time show uh, it's going to be november the 13th and on, <laughs> most of it most of it on the air but one hour will not be on the air and we'll figure out something fun to do i mean we've got to figure out what to do for this broadcast we can't just go up there you know we why not we've done it before we all know we always deliver something uh, extra special when we go to the tree time and, and do our special show. We, right. we always do something special. 
So we could do something super extra special in that one hour that we're not on the air to keep people entertained. To keep people entertained for that one hour. Uh, I don't know. It's not, you know, we have plenty of time to learn the juggling act. <laughs> Acrobatics. Andy's super, yeah. super fit now. Yes. I'll ride my bike in there. How about that? <laughs> I'm sure they would just see love you it riding up there, a yeah. unicycle around the, tree time. The Sunday morning unicycle show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Juggling bowling pins. I can't tell you the, writing. the number of people that uh, would love to see me recreate my archery demonstration. Oh, yes. When I shot an arrow, uh, when I shot an apple off of Shawnee's head. I still have the picture. With an arrow. Uh, I would love to do that again. I still have the picture. Sounds fun. It would be fun to do it without a picture this year. <laughs> oh, okay. I honestly didn't know how that was going to go down. Yeah, that was on purpose. Until about five minutes before we did it. Yep. And you kept looking over at me going, man, you are just really playing it cool here. <laughs> and I, that is all the same time, though, I was thinking, what is going to happen? So, you know, it's, uh, you know, tree time, uh, holiday creations out in Lake Barrington. Uh, and uh, we do the show live. And we, we it really, it's just nothing but laughs for several hours. And it's packed from the moment we start the show. I mean, even before we start the yeah. show, right? Uh, when we go on the oh, air. Oh, we had a full house before we started it. It's yes, standing room only. O'clock. But when we, when we start the show at 9 o'clock, people come out to watch the show. So uh, we are we're looking forward to doing something similar to that. Uh, you know. We need to figure out um, what year this will be. I, I'm going to say maybe eight or nine years now. We didn't do it in 2020 because of COVID, right? But uh, I'm going to say eight or nine years we've been doing this. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably, probably something like that. Uh, someone's texting in. Do you need tickets for the tree time show? <laughs> hey, there's an idea. Yeah. Well, you don't need tickets. You don't need but, tickets. But, but if you want to, if you want your grandchildren to attend, write the letter now to get the ticket, just oh, like, like you used to do for Bozo. Bozo, the waiting list mm-hmm. to get in. Mm-hmm. We can have Jack outside with the velvet rope. <laughs> no, sorry, you're not on the list. Only letting uh, people that he wants to come in to the, to the show. There we go. I'm in. Uh, sorry, you're not on the list. Better luck next year. Although I do love the idea of making a little side money on this by selling tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Christmas spirit like a little side hustle. <laughs> hey, you know what? The post-show luncheon doesn't come cheap. That's is true. Very true. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's good. So start thinking of ideas of things that we can do when we're out there. Okay. On the air or off the air? For uh, Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, both, because now they tell me that we're not going to be on the air. Are we going to be on the web? Oh, that's a good question. During that one hour? Because then we that, have to we somewhat to behave. Yeah. Yes, we, had, we need to behave then. Somewhat. Hmm. I think the Tree Time people would love if we did just a, like a really R-rated hour. <laughs> what says Christmas more than three guys pushing the line? <laughs> we can do a reading of Bad Santa. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we have, uh, we have some time to figure out some special things. So uh, mark your calendars, everyone, and uh, don't miss it. 
it's always uh, I've already forgotten what the date is. November 13th. November 13th. November 13th. November 13th. It's our Christmas show that's not even uh Thanksgiving yet. Uh, out at tree time. Jack, I will be happy to give you a ride and we can talk about my Sony TC353. There we go. And Jack, if that ride falls through, Molina and I would be happy to take you with us as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys know closer. Okay. Right. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Andy could talk about how he interviewed his family when he was four, walking up to them with mm-hmm. a Lincoln log for a microphone. I'm starting to think that I may call in sick that day. <laughs> this is a fantastic event, the uh, Alzheimer's Walk. But the AIDS Walk is uh, coming up. It's around the beginning of October. I can't believe that we're just weeks away from all this stuff now isn't it weird that it's september already and you know we're, we're breathing down the neck of uh, autumn and yeah try, try having a, a a wedding in the beginning of the next month and realize mm, we got to get some stuff done here yeah well i'm shocked that you don't have all that stuff done well it's not me anyway you're both yeah. so organized yeah it's not me and i'm sure you're doing most of the work i'm doing it. none of the heavy lifting <laughs> putting everything together <laughs> Uh, yeah, we have. We'll have uh, live coverage of Andy's wedding. Yes, uh, yes. by the way, yes. all the major networks. I don't know. Of if course, you've heard this. Of course, all the major networks: CNN, uh, Fox, MSNBC. Everybody. They're all going to be there carrying the uh, Andy Molina helicopters and uh, everything. <laughs> he's going to be. You think the J Lo and Ben Affleck wedding uh-huh. was big? This Wait year. Yeah, I'm going I'm to have to sue the people that leaked the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love that. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, all of that uh, just right around the corner. Also, just right around the corner, you know him from the WGN uh, TV Morning News. And if you've ever been lucky enough to see Pat Tomasulo do stand-up comedy, uh, you're in for a treat. His annual Laugh Your Face Off benefit is also coming up in the next week or so. We'll talk with Pat coming up next. And I never want to leave. Tons of A-listers still coming up on the program later on. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. You know from This Is Us. A little bit later on, we'll talk uh, some grilling and barbecuing later to get you ready for your Labor Day cookouts. Oh, I made some pizzas. I made some pizzas on TV uh, in my cooking segment this past Wednesday. And last week, uh, uh, here on the radio... A listener by the name of Kevin uh, gave us a recipe for a pizza on the grill that I had question marks about, but I told him I was going to try it, and I did, and it was delicious. Uh, pizza with fresh tomato, got them at the farmer's market, delicious, uh, strawberries, feta cheese, and mozzarella, you know, baked on the grill, indirect style. The, the strawberries mellow out in their taste. And you got the saltiness of the feta, the sweetness of the strawberries, the uh, tomatoes uh, kind of mellow out a little. It's an absolutely delicious pizza. And then you put a squirt of balsamic glaze on it. Uh, we'll talk more about all that coming up later on in the food show. Uh, talking about television uh, around here, every single morning I have the pleasure of uh, working with one Mr. Pat Tomasulo. He's uh, frequently on right before I am when I do my entertainment segments. Uh, talking sports and uh, making us all uh, laugh. And his big benefit, Laugh Your Face Off, is uh, coming up this coming uh, September 24th over at the Park West. And joining us on the phone line, one Mr. Pat Tomasulo right now. What is a, what is a Pat Tomasulo Sunday morning like? 
right now, let's see. We got uh, a Law and Order rerun on the TV uh, as I'm talking to you. This is this is the party that's going on at the Thomas Sulo House. That is an exciting uh, time. No, no, no the big wife breakfast. Is washing. We did. A, we already did the grocery. You know, I do the grocery shopping every Sunday morning. I go to Mariano's. I see all my friends there, Bob and Elva. Yeah, yeah. And you know, every all, all my friends over there. And then I uh, take the dog for a walk, and and then I come home, and then I, you know, all, listen, Dean. All I'm doing right now is working on this damn fundraiser. That's that's there's no there's no fun right now. There's no fun in fundraiser right now until this thing is over. And you know it's right from the heart when you can refer to it as this damn fundraiser. Because <laughs> there's so much work that goes into it. No, I and and you've I, done it. I'm, how many years now is this? This is the eighth. Gosh, this, this is our eighth year. Yeah, this is our uh, our, our eighth year. I think I think you were there for, uh, from year all, one. I've been yeah, recall. all of them. Yeah, I've been there all of them, uh, and yeah. all of it a fundraiser to raise money and find a cure for trigeminal neuralgia, a condition uh, that Pat's wife Amy has lived with for quite some time. And from going to this benefit, you always have medical experts there and people who also have trigeminal neuralgia talking about yeah. uh, what what this is like and you know why why you and Amy are so uh, dedicated to finding a cure for this just ex- explain what this is i i don't even know how amy you know or anybody who has it can put up with this nonstop chronic pain yeah it's um you know simply put it you know doctors refer to trigeminal neuralgia uh, and this is this is clinically speaking. You know, they refer to it as the worst pain known to mankind. Um, it's it's you have a, a nerve called the trigeminal nerve on each side of your face, and somehow this nerve gets uh, damaged or diseased, and the result is just excruciating, lightning bolt-like, electric shock-like, stabbing, burning bouts of pain. Uh, that patients, in Amy's case, ex- experience dozens of times a day. And, um, you know, it leaves a lot of patients disabled, unable to live any any kind of of uh, normal life. You know, there are some surgical procedures. None of them are guaranteed. None of them are guaranteed to last forever. They don't work for everybody. Uh, the medications don't provide a relief for a lot of people, and the side effects for them are are pretty terrible. So, um, you know, our mission is to find a cure. That's, that's, that's what we do. We, we work with a group called the Facial Pain Research Foundation. I'm a trustee with them, and we fund our own independent research. We're an all-volunteer group, so 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to research. And then all the proceeds from, from Laugh Your Face Off go directly to the foundation. Yeah, that's nice. And for these eight years now that the show has gone on, seven years, this year will be the eighth. How much money have you raised for this? It's an astonishing amount of money. Yeah, so far about two point six five million. So wow. we're hoping we're hoping to uh, to go over uh, to go over three million. Yeah, and um, you know, listen. One thing, if if I can if I can brag a little bit about the event, and I'm and I'm hoping you can back me up on this. You know, you and I, I know you emcee a lot of events, and we go to a lot of uh, galas and charity balls, and and they're all great causes, right? They all raise money great. for great causes. But, and, but and they can be very painfully boring also at the yes, same time. Yes, 
Exactly. Yeah. And this event, I think you can attest, yep. is not a boring event. Nothing but fun. This is, this is, this is a fun event. It's a, it's a comedy show. You know, you're going to hear from some patients. You might laugh a lot. You might cry a little. Um, it's, it's, you know, a- Amy and I, have our fingerprints are on every single element of this thing um, because we started it from scratch. And uh, it, it really is a special event. Yeah. So if, you can, if you can make it, um, go to laughyourfaceoff.org. There are not a ton of tickets left. There are a lot of tickets left in the balcony. Um, but overall, not a ton of tickets. So if, if you'd like to come, uh, please try and sign up uh, or, or get your tickets as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm going to 100% agree with uh, Pat of what an entertaining night this is. I mean, it's it's not just nothing but great uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, and I, I'm going to say maybe, you know, the, the crying your eyes out part, I think it just touches your heart. And, you know, yeah. it, it shows the courage of people like Amy and others who are courageously living with this every day, waiting for a cure to happen. You know, I, I yeah. think it's hopeful uh, in a way. It's very, very touching. Uh, so I hope people can come. Uh, aside from yourself, uh, who else yeah. will be up there doing stand up? Uh, this year we have uh, a guy named Adam Burke who was um, so you know how like when uh, when uh, you know you hear uh, late night comedy shows they have a whole staff of, of uh, writers yeah uh, well, well Adam was my writer on uh, Man of the People oh yeah because I had one writer and Adam's an incredible stand up comedian uh, we have Sean Flannery who's been on uh, Comedy Central Kristen Toomey who's one of the best local comics, and Calvin Evans, who's done our show the last two years, and people just love this guy so much that he'll be back again to uh, to be part of the show. Kristen Toomey, any relation to Mike Toomey? No, no relation to Mike Toomey, believe it huh. or not. No. How about that? That's, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, great, uh, great comedy uh, that's going to be uh, taking place, uh, a great event, a great cause. And it's all at the Park West. Uh, super comfortable to come and see a show there. Uh, yeah, there'll be. We'll have past appetizers, uh, uh, courtesy of a level above events. We'll have free valet parking, so you don't have to worry about trying to find a place to park over there. We'll have that for you for free. Uh, and then uh, the comedy show starts. At, well, well, the event starts at seven. The doors open at six forty-five. Yeah, and the, you know the best part is, uh, I know that. Uh, Robin Baumgarten is uh, going to be there. Uh, Can you believe that? Larry Potash, Paul Conrad. Uh, yeah, it's a great. All three of those nudniks are yeah. going to be in one place at one time. Great time to come up and ask them ridiculous questions about the, oh, the, the morning show. Uh, you know Everything what, Larry? You to know, when you see Larry, he'll be the easiest to find because he's tallest. Uh, ask him yeah. what, what time he wakes up. He loves that. He loves yeah. when you, well, if he's if he's double fist in drinks, he'll answer any question you ask him. Yeah, or if he's had even like a half a drink, because really that's all it takes for Pot. <laughs> such a lightweight. He is so completely a lightweight uh, when it comes to that. But uh, always, uh, always a really good time. On our text line uh, this morning, Pat, uh, somebody uh, the eight one five area code writes in. Uh, wow. Uh, Amy uh, is going through all that and is married to him. Poor woman. You believe it? Now, do you? Yeah. Need, you don't need something like that, do you? Yeah, no, that's an original joke. I, that's the first time <laughs> I've heard that one in eight years. I've, I've never heard that joke. I want to congratulate that person on <laughs> such a hack joke. 
Now, this is what we need on the TV morning show. We need a live. Well, I guess we have a text line where people, but like yeah. one that we can, you know, react at the moment's notice of what's uh, coming in. Aren't we trying to get like a live uh, telephone uh, hookup, something like that? Yeah, I believe we for are. Paul, well, Paul, for Paul, Paul for the courtesy desk was answering live phone calls for a while, <laughs> which was if, if, from somebody who reads the text line every day. Believe me, that was a dangerous endeavor <laughs> to answer phone calls, <laughs> considering what some of these cretins text in every morning on that text line. Um, and and uh, believe me, he got very lucky that nothing was said on live TV. And you know how they are now at the uh, at the station. They're they're very very wadded up about you know profanity getting on the air. Right. So I think they're working on a seven second delay so that Paul can answer live phone calls. But if you know anything about the place we work, I don't anticipate this happening anytime before two thousand twenty four. Right. Right. But fingers crossed. Yeah, it it could take uh, years before that happens, but they are uh, very definitely working on it. Uh, but I, w- I would love the idea of, you know, like in the middle of, like I'm doing my entertainment reports and someone uh, wants to tell me how bald I am, uh, oh, yeah. you know, that I could just, you know, stop what I'm doing and mention it. Uh, that, oh, wouldn't that be fun for yeah. somebody to, wouldn't it be fun to have like eight phone calls about the one minor detail you messed up about the box office numbers, <laughs> right? And they want to let you know and remind you of the mistakes you made. Ah, oh, that would be so much fun. But they're not. I think knowing you, knowing you as well as I do, I think you would handle that so well. <laughs> I'm always very measured and very calm. Oh, you are so measured. I think you would handle that like a champ. Yeah. Yeah, that brings out the Greek in me. There's no question you about that. You and me both will right. handle that so, so. Uh, excuse me, it was 5 to 4, <laughs> not 5 to 3. Maybe you shouldn't have the job you have. Shut up. But they're not all That's bad on the text me. line. Pat, they're not all bad. Listen to this, 331 area code. I don't yeah. even know where okay. that is. But 331 area code says, bring back man of the people. Oh, that's very kind. Yeah, they want to. So, so you, the one person, you are not a moron. Listen, unlike I appreciate the sentiment, but unlike Dean Richards, I'm not willing to work a hundred hours a week again. <laughs> I like my i I like my life now. <laughs> that was it was fun. It was fun to do. It was. But, uh, but no, thank thank you very much for. I hear that very often. A lot of people want the show to come back and. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe one day in in a, in, a, in a different world it does come back. We'll and, see. And you know what? There's a, literally there's not a week that goes by where someone doesn't go, "Hey, that Billy Joel thing that you did uh, on Man of the People was really funny." That, oh, for real? That was all Pat. That was all Pat's idea. Uh, I, that was fun. Where you we killed it though. We pretended Billy Joel was in town at Wrigley Field, and because people yeah. tell me all the time I look like Billy Joel. We went over there. Pat got a limo with my picture on the side of it that said that said Billy Joel. He got a bodyguard. Who was that? That you got a, somebody from the Spice Bears. Adams. We got Spice Adams. Spice yeah. Adams came over to He's be like my a bodyguard. Social media superstar. Pat put on this cheesy looking ponytail wig to be my manager, and we went up over by Wrigley Field, uh, and uh, people uh, were the shocked. Best that, is we got into Wrigley Field, yeah, and the Cubs were. So pissed. 
<laughs> they called the station. Yeah. Oh, were they hot? Yeah, the people were. The, a, a gate was open, so we went inside. All yeah, of us. Yeah, security let us right in, yeah. thinking you were Billy Joel. And then we went downtown. We're running up and down Michigan Avenue. People are handing me their babies. Oh, <laughs> Billy, will you hold my baby? Uh, it was hilarious. I, it's still out there. It's on YouTube or someplace if you want to yeah. watch it. But all Pat's idea, and yeah. people still bring that up to me every single week. That was fun, man. That was a fun day. Uh, the 773 area code, Pat, says congratulations to Pat on his new office and mostly his new wallpaper. How about it? Yeah, listen, and I know a lot of people have been asking. Uh, the wallpaper is not for sale. It was a, uh, a special order for a special guy. And uh, the, the, the interior designer would like everybody to know that she will not be mass-producing that uh, wallpaper. That was only for me and for whoever inhabits that office for the next 75 years, because you know they're not going to take that damn thing down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, from a distance, a beautiful wallpaper that looks, yeah. uh, you know, very, very modern, uh, very hip, very chic. But when, yep. when you come up close on it, uh, yeah. Explain what this wallpaper is. It's uh, Paul Conrad in a bathtub holding an onion. <laughs> and it's just the image repeating itself over and over. And, and I love it. And that's why it's the best. It's the best because long after I'm gone, whoever needs, whoever is in that office next is going to have to have that wallpaper up behind them because they're, <laughs> they're not going to take that down. You know true. where we work. That's we'll just true. leave it up forever. Yeah. And that was that was why I did it. I love it. And uh, this uh, Laugh Your Face Off benefit is uh, coming right up. It's September 24th. It's at the Park West. And uh, how can people get tickets for this, Pat? Just go to laughyourfaceoff.org um, to get tickets. There's a, a button right on the, uh, the homepage. Click on that, and it'll take you to uh, where you can select your tickets. Eighth annual Laugh Your Face Off is uh, coming up September the 24th. Pat Tomasulo, I will see you Tuesday morning, my friend. Thanks, brother. Thank you for all the help. I love you, pal. Love you, too. All right, still to come on the uh, program, uh, Regina Hall, who I've interviewed so many times through the years, couldn't be uh, sweeter and nicer. She's got a brand-new movie out with uh, Sterling K. Brown, who you probably know best from the TV series This Is Us. Uh, They stopped by, and we had a great conversation with them about their new movie, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. We'll get to that uh, coming up in our next hour. And I'm looking forward to spending some time with the barbecue and grilling folks from Weber Grill. Uh, They will be joining us to get us ready for uh, the Labor Day cookouts. But as they told me this week when I was talking with them, uh, grilling is not just a summertime deal anymore. I know I go really until it's below zero. I'm still, you know, grilling outside, and you know, I, I I know plenty of people who are still outside when it's below zero. They don't stop, and tailgating is not just for football season anymore. People do it all the time now. So we're going to talk about using those outdoor grills uh, in a more 365 day a year kind of uh, fashion when we talk some uh, grilling uh, coming up a little bit later on. And I've got some suggestions of uh, places you can go and things that you can do for the Labor Day week. No one's on the drive right now. Well, it's almost over. No one's biking the drive. No one's 
triking the drive. No one's, <laughs> no one's driving the drive. It's just empty right now. That is such a hilarious image of you on a tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> Way down on the seat in the back by the by the rear tires. Oh, I, just need, kind uh, of, I would need both of you to help me get up. <laughs> My knees would be all tangled up with the little handlebars. <laughs> Uh, so what, wait, bike the drive was over at ten thirty, eleven thirty, eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. There will be there will still open for half an hour. Where is everybody? They're almost done. They're they finished ahead of schedule despite the rain. People scared of a little rain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the you know you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, tell me, tell me something I don't know. What do you mean I'm going to get in trouble? Well, you're saying there's nobody out there. It's well, you were no, you were once a year deal. Afraid of a little rain, I'm going to get wet. (laughs) Apparently, my spandex clothes are getting wet. (laughs) A lot of them didn't think so because they were riding all morning, and it was raining pretty hard here a while ago. My inappropriately tight spandex clothes are getting wet. Andy, uh, you want to talk about uh, the ba- the uh, ball games this afternoon? Hey, you ever see you ever see some of those people on the on bicycles when you stop at a, like a red light and, mm-hmm. and the, in the bike lane? There's somebody in like leotards or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back in the day, back back when uh, men were men, when we rode our bikes, we didn't wear skin tight. We wore our Sears Husky yeah, jeans. Were the Husky shorts, the, the jorts, whatever they were Wranglers. called at that point. Yeah. Wranglers. That's right. We were, were Wranglers. Or Levi's. Whatever. Uh, that's when men were men. Uh, so, coming up. Yeah, you and riding a tricycle. That's when men were men, huh? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With the streamers coming out of the handlebars, too. Oh, I was quite a sight to behold. Did yeah. you have a bell? Back then, of course did, I did. you have did. a bell or a, bell, a horn? Yeah. I had a horn. Because I could wire it up and put a battery in it. I wish I had a horn right now to (laughs) flood out what you're saying. We have got another Dean's Night Out. Coming up one week from today. Paramount Theater in Aurora. The production Dream Girls. Now open, but uh, we're all going to go see it together. A week from today, uh, on September 11th, you can win two tickets to the Paramount's Dream Girls and also a pre-show reception with me just before the show. So we have a couple of couple of cocktails. Uh, we go see the show. We all have a good time. And you can uh, do it all for free just by entering the contest. Uh, ten uh, people will win a pair of tickets. To join me, just go to WGNRadio.com slash contests. WGN Radio slash contests. The sweepstakes will end tomorrow, Monday, September 5th at 11.59 p.m. Central Time. So I hope uh, you know we're going to get people to enter and come out and join us at the beautiful Paramount Theater. You know what I did on uh, Friday night? You know, I love going to these... Uh, uh, Greek uh, f- festivals that are put on by different churches around the Chicago area every year. And uh, on Friday night, I went over to St. Demetrius uh, Greek Orthodox Church 
uh, which is uh, in the Lincoln Square area. It's basically at uh, Foster in California. It's actually 2727 West Winona Street, uh, but it's basically Foster in California. And they put on a huge festival with live music and, uh, oh, the food, the food. Shwani, you would have loved the food. They had uh, shish kebab. They had... uh, Gyros. They had roast Greek roasted chicken. Uh, they had uh, the Greek lasagna. You know, pastizo is uh, what it's called, and spinach pie. Everything. And you know who makes it? The uh, the older ladies of the church. So it's all everything's handmade. Everything's like and uh, super delicious. And you didn't invite us. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> would you like to go next year? I would love to go. <laughs> It's going on today. You can still go today. Ladies of the church, I am sure that food was just outstanding. Oh, I would love to see a pack of old Greek ladies get a hold of you. (laughs) I don't know what they do, but they would. (laughs) You don't mess around with the old Greek ladies of the church. Uh, It's going on today and tomorrow, uh, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. At St. Demetrius Greek Orthodox Church, it's a beautiful. And when you're there, you know, visit visit the church. It's one of the older uh, Greek churches in the Chicago area, and it is just absolutely magnificently beautiful. So I'm there Friday night and enjoying some dinner, and uh, I'm hearing my name from the stage. They're saying Dean Richards, Dean Richards. They call me up on the stage. I'm I'm halfway in the middle of a shish kebab. <laughs> And they uh, they call me up on the stage to you know say hi to the crowd, uh, and uh, saw a lot of old friends. It was just it was really nice. Have you ever been to the Taste of Polonia? That's also going on this weekend over at the uh, Copernicus Center on uh, like Lawrence and uh, it's it's uh, right off of just west of Lawrence in the expressway. Uh, and uh, it's a they, they have food, great food, great entertainment, entertainment for the kids. Uh, that's going on today from noon to ten thirty, and then that'll be uh, open tomorrow from noon until nine thirty. Also, I love going to all the ethnic festivals, and they love me too. <laughs> I well, I hope. Did you were nice once they called you up on the stage. Oh, I was very super nice. I'll bet you were. Checking to see I didn't have any... Uh... You didn't go up there and say, what do you want? I'm in the middle of my <laughs> hey, dinner. Hey, hey, I'm eating. And you're inter- you've interrupted me. I'm eating over here. <laughs> I'm eating over here. <laughs> no, it couldn't be nicer. Couldn't couldn't be nicer. Uh, and uh, while I was there, I saw the, you know, the parish priest was going around saying hello to everybody. And the band that was uh, on stage, I wish I could think of the band's name. I thought I was going to remember because I wanted to mention them. Because they were so good. Semper, I think it was called. Semper, I think. They were so good. But they were doing a cover of a Harry Styles song. And for the first time in my life, I saw a Greek priest dancing to a Harry Styles song. (laughs) (laughs) Not something you normally see. No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the uh, St. Demetrius Greek Orthodox uh, Church Festival today and tomorrow. Taste of Polonia. Also fantastic. And also, you want to, you know, I don't know Polish food as well as I do Greek food. But, uh, oh, man, as the the food at uh, Taste of Polonia 
It's delicious. Absolutely delicious. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the same way they have some old Greek ladies in the back uh, cooking the food, they probably have some old Polish ladies in the back. Pierogies, perhaps? Oh, the pierogies. And uh, what else did we have? Homemade borscht. I remember having homemade borscht. I love that. Uh, What else? I don't even remember the names of anything, but I know I did not leave there hungry. I know that much. And you won't. No, it's a good time. And then you polka for a little while and, you know, work, work it off. <laughs> That's what we could do. Did at they our, call you? Oh, polka at tree at, time? At our tree time show. We could have a big polka contest. Hey, how about it? Or, or our version of American Bandstand. Like, what do you mean? You know, we're a dance contest. Where the people just get up yeah. and start dancing. <laughs> That's great. That's Write the names of the songs on a blackboard. Right. Like you know? rate the record. Rate the record. Yeah. It has a good beat. You can dance to it. Yeah. I like that, but I got to say, I think I like the polka contest better. Well, you wanted to do a polka show here what if for a number got, of years. You know how? Well, I still do. <laughs> it's one of the many emails that has not been returned that I've sent to management. <laughs> But it got lost in the mail. That's why. Listen to what a great listen. Listen to how this great idea is developing. Uh, You know, we've had live entertainment out at our tree time show, which is going to be what was it? November November thirteenth, November thirteenth this year. We've had live musicians. We've had performers. We've had you name it. What if we have a live polka band? Even better, live polka band. Even better. And we have a, a polka contest. Why not? <laughs> oh, I love this idea. Why not? <laughs> Andy will just be newly married. Oh, yeah, we can he polka. Can, he can lead off the, the polka dancing. We can roll out the barrel. Do the, the hokey barrel. pokey. He can roll out the barrel. Shwani can try to find out who stole the kishka. <laughs> <laughs> Might be my favorite polka song of all time. All right. Can we put that down on the list of possible things to do? I think so. I think so. So I can make a a music mix on my reel-to-reel, the polka music. You are stuck on that (laughs) reel-to-reel machine today. What's wrong with you? Uh, So what's the latest with Artemis One? I was very disappointed when it got scrubbed for the second time. So were my friends that drove all the way over there to see it. Oh, no. They went there to see it take off, Mm -hmm. and then it got scrubbed. Yep. So what's the latest now? Okay. Was there a fuel leak? There was a hydrogen leak, which could be the equivalent of a fuel leak. Yes, you need that uh, uh, element to, uh, you know, get off the ground, as it were. This is the second time... Uh, they had to scrub the launch because of a situation like this, but it was a hydrogen leak that they tried to fix yesterday and couldn't, and so unfortunately, uh, they are moving things back um, now to October. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, they want to. Yeah, they really make sure, yeah. they want to make sure this is this is going to uh, fly and fly properly. Now they don't have real people here yet. No astronauts. Uh, are um that's down the road a piece this was going to be unmanned anyway this is going to be unmanned but they were actually going to have three mannequins aboard right and they were going to test 
to see how it would do in space around the moon, right. but specifically how it was going to be able to come back, re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere. These are the same kind of mannequins uh, that they put in the police cars out on the highway, so you think somebody's in the car, so you slow down. <laughs> They go over to Macy's and borrow a couple of their mannequins. <laughs> These are this is what no they they're very high, super high tech, super they're the kind of uh, mannequins or crash t- test dummies I guess that they use in a crash testing similar to that what, yes that are like electronic and super state of the art but they're they're also set up and designed to react in certain situations yeah. you know yeah. So it's not going to happen until October. Yeah, October. Right, this so is what we're, we're looking at. Well, yeah. here's, I figured out what may be the problem. I was watching the coverage of it, and I'm looking at the, the rocket itself. And I'm looking at it. I was like, what does that remind me of? And if, if you look at it, it looks like an electric toothbrush. It really does. Right? Mm-hmm. Back when John Glenn was flying these rockets, they didn't look like toothbrushes. <laughs> Back when an astronaut was an astronaut... These, you know, you didn't have uh, rockets that looked like dental hygiene devices. <laughs> so that's the problem. You that's think that's the problem? It's it's a design flaw. Well, the fact that it didn't I, lift look, off. I don't want to go to the moon in a water pick. Do you? <laughs> Do a commercial for an Oral B electric on the moon. I always bring my Oral B when I fly to the I moon. Went to the moon. I went to the moon and also flossed at the same time. Its rounded brush will be round like the moon. I massaged my gums and orbited the Earth at the same time. I think they should think about redesigning that thing. Well, I think they, the, the, the problem wasn't the design itself, of the physical design of the rocket. The problem was the fuel leak, yeah, that's not, which they will fix. Fuel leak is never Those are two words you never want to hear. Which they will know. You <laughs> don't. Right. But uh, the uh, actual launch with people aboard won't be for another couple years uh, when they actually... This is going to be the first time, think about this, in 50 years, a half century, since we've been to the moon. And the uh, idea is to send people there to stay quite a bit longer than uh, we did in the days of Apollo. One more fact on this. I want to pass along uh, the name and the meaning of the uh, name of the rocket, Artemis. Artemis. Artemis was a uh, daughter of Zeus and Apollo in Greek mythology. It's one of the old Greek ladies making uh, making shish kebabs. (laughs) Artemis is back there making a shish kebab for you at that (laughs) festival. But it's appropriate because what did what was the name of the program that went to the moon apollo apollo so here we are there you go there you go all right you're probably going to take credit for that now aren't you i am going to steal it and Mm -hmm. try to make myself sound a little bit smarter so coming up in uh, a couple of minutes (laughs) what is the most popular snack food we'll get to that (laughs) just a couple of minutes I am so excited about this tree time show all of a sudden. <laughs> someone stole a kishka, someone stole a kishka. This is what it's going to sound like on November 13th up in Lake Barrington. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. 11.25 is the time right now.
the 312 area code texts in. Uh, today is the last day of Taste of Melrose out in Melrose Park. I haven't gone to that in years, but I remember uh, Taste of Melrose as being an amazing Italian food festival. Uh, you know, there are plenty of Italian people living in that area, and uh, they bring out the best. So uh, Taste of Melrose, today's the last day. Taste of Melrose, uh, Melrose Park, great Italian food, it says here, and Elio's funnel cakes are the best. Well, funnel cakes are just, there's no such thing as a bad funnel cake. Uh, coming up, we're going to uh, be getting into uh, talking about uh, grilling for uh, your Labor Day. Uh, the folks from Weber Grills will be joining us. We're going to talk about some pizzas on the grill that I did the other day that were amazing. Uh, thanks to uh, one of our listeners last week named Kevin, who gave us an unbelievably delicious recipe for a pizza with feta cheese and tomatoes and strawberries on it. I know it doesn't sound like uh, the combination that would work and uh, like a balsamic glaze on it. Absolutely delicious. I couldn't wait to try it. And I've made it twice already since since then. So we'll talk about all that stuff and so much more still to come. I see motor vehicles on Lakeshore Drive. Like the drive apparently is over and they're now letting vehicular traffic back on the drive again. Everybody had a good time out there. Didn't get too wet. You'll still see some closures in Grant Park, though. Uh, Balbo between Columbus and DeSaba Lakeshore closed for a little while yet. Aren't they having a big, like a festival over there or something? There is something going on there as well. Uh, but uh, in Grant Park, per se, it's it's pretty much bike the drive, though. Uh, I, I thought I saw or read something like after, come after the drive and... Have a party with us. There's a band and, you know, food and stuff like that. So I think they're probably having some kind of party over there right now as well. Okay. In the rain. I'm sure they're eating very healthy uh, things, (laughs) which kind of ties in with this next story. You know, we're we're all, everybody's trying to eat a little more healthfully, right? Well, we're all trying. Andy's having the best success at this. How much have you lost so far? Uh, since I started, it's kind of fluctuated between 22 and 25. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. It is. Yeah. As I said earlier in the show, I can't wait till your wedding's over so you can get, <laughs> so you can get fat get like the rest of us yeah, again. And as soon as you said, said that, the text came in, please don't get fat after the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you look uh, super healthy. Uh, super you. healthy. You're my, you're my uh, inspiration. That's what I want to do. Schwanny. What? I want to. I also want to lose weight. Well, hey, you want to go work out together? <laughs> you can spot each other. I'll, yeah, I'll spot you. Here, you hold these barbells. I'll spot you. <laughs> anyway, apparently, uh, you know, people may be eating their breakfast, lunch, and dinner more healthfully, but they are eating snacks like crazy. Uh, the uh, snack sales reports came out from all the big companies and you know what's what's going through the roof doritos cheetos ruffles uh something called pop corners does anybody even know what that is i do not i do not know what pop corners are smart food no idea 
That's so, that smart popcorn with no calories in it, I think. Very little sodium. I'm not sure because here's here's the that's what I would have thought. But then the two snacks that uh, showed the greatest increase in sales, something called Skinny Pop. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. That's skinny I, Pop. I think that's the one yeah, that you're talking that's about. That's the one. Yeah, that's yes. good stuff. Yes. It's good stuff? Oh, yeah. It is good. Is it like popcorn? It mm-hmm. is like popcorn, yeah. Because I've had some stuff that's like, oh, I've just eaten some styrofoam. Right, styrofoam or cardboard. But no, this actually has some flavor to it. It is pretty good. Yeah, that was our pandemic uh, watching TV food. Little snack, really? yeah. Well, I'm I, I don't. I'm wondering what what is popcorners? If anybody knows, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred, and uh, the 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 one that had the greatest amount of sales, thirty two percent increase in sales, Pirates Booty. Oh. Yeah. Anybody know? I don't even know what that I is. I think it's uh, the. I think that's the brand name or the uh, like a trail name. Mix? It's a. It's a potato chip. I think. Oh. I think you're both wrong. That was like a trail mix. All right. It's uh, like a popcorn. It's like a popcorn. Oh, it's a popcorn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's right. like a popcorn. Like I'll I listen said. to you, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Jack, I'll listen to you. Jack I've had our, that before. I believe you, Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack is our official snack expert on the show. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Pirate's booty is a delicious baked. Never fried puffed rice and corn snack made with real aged white cheddar cheese. Hmm. And they have several varieties uh, with, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, different, uh, like uh, cosmic white cheddar cheese, whatever that is. Uh, but that's, they look like, when I'm looking at pictures of them, they look like cheese puffs to me. Yeah, they do. I'm looking at them right now. They look like cheese puffs. They don't. I mean, this. I mean, this is apparently the number one snack, or the huh. at least the snack with the highest, uh, you know, percentage of sales increase. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, you took, you know, you know the the st- those styrofoam things when you're yeah, packing the peanuts, stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you put some cheddar powder on it, that's what this looks. <laughs> like. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Does not give me a good Dorito any day. Cool Ranch for me. I, I love a Cool Ranch. I love the traditional. Um, I, I love all those. We had. And don't even get me started on Bugles. You know I love the Bugles. Mm-hmm. Well, we had some great chips and salsa at Rehoboth Beach. Oh, here we go so with Rehoboth good. Beach again. No, what, what did you running, call it? Schwani's running for mayor of uh, this. What? What is it? Rehobo? You, you call it Rehobo? What? <laughs> the town that Schwani's running for mayor. Uh, <laughs> getting his retirement plan ready. Rehoboth. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, him too. <laughs> whatever. What do you have? What kind of snacks? Vote do you for have? me on Tuesday. Um, the, the chips and salsa. Oh, chips and salsa. Amazing. And uh, then uh, later, we had uh, some crab dip and some chips. Man, it was good. That sounds good. Uh, here's, uh, here's a snack that I had uh, that I love, and I can never find it anywhere. I was on vacation someplace. I don't even remember. Oh, I was in Northern California. Uh, and uh, we, you know, we were like <laughs> running around t- tasting wine all day. So we thought we better get some food in our system. So we bought some sandwiches and sna- you know, snacks and stuff. We bought some Maui onion potato chips mm. with onion dip. Oh my God. It's the most delicious thing ever in life. 
What was the onion dip that you liked? Lipton. Lipton onion dip. Yeah. Was this similar? Or was the dry. it better? Yeah. Well, the onion dip was very similar to that. The onion dip was unremarkable, but these Maui onion potato chips, the potatoes sound good. Potato chips that are onion flavored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. With the dip. I'm sure it was great. Oh, super oniony, delicious. You can't beat that. Okay, I started snacking on these uh, things called Catalina Crunch. They're keto. It's a keto-friendly uh, cereal. Huh. But they're in bite sizes where they have different flavors. I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, the uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch version. Mm-hmm. And I bring them in a little bag with me here to work and just snack on them. So there. it's a nice little uh, yeah. snack uh, in between breakfast and lunch. Yeah, exactly. Much, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Give me some bugles and that French, that Lipton French onion dip that's not fully mixed together, where you get a little pocket of powder in it. Oh, yeah. Still supercharged. Fills up the hole in the bugles. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Donna, you're on WGN Snack Radio 720. Good morning. Uh, yeah, like the French say, I know what Popcorners is. Oh, good. Tell because, me. Well, it's. I think it's kind of maybe a healthy version of a Dorito. And that's about all I could say good about it. Um, the place I donate <laughs> blood, that's one of the, uh, you know, they give you the little bags of snacks yeah. and juice and all that. They yeah, give, so they give you popcorners? Popcorners, yeah. Huh. So they're little triangular kind of thing, maybe corn. Uh, not too tasty. I much prefer Bugles or Cheetos, but yeah. oh well. It goes. It's good. Yeah, somebody uh, somebody says their popcorners are triangular shaped chips made yep. from popped corn. Popped corn, yeah, and it's just relatively bland, but oh well. Are they? It goes well with your diet pop. They're not. They're not cheesy uh, uh, tasting. No. Or, uh, no flavor to them at all. No, no, not extremely salty. Not extremely huh. garlicky. They're not extremely oniony. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I, and you know, maybe if I had some French onion dip made with gluten soup, that's they'd be okay. That's heaven on earth, my friend. I'll tell you that that's much. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Sounds Maui a, onion. That sounds good to me. Oh, the Maui onion. Day. If you Love ever see, show. thank you for the call. Yeah, if you ever see these. Uh, Maui onion flavored potato chips anywhere? First of all, tell me where you found them because I. I, I had them in nor- Northern California, somewhere like uh, Napa or Sonoma or some, you know, someplace up there. I can't believe that we don't have them someplace here in the Chicago area because they're uh, super delicious. Uh, but according to you know what she just told us, it sounds like the next time that I move, I know I'm a, what I'm going to use uh, when I'm packing uh, my fine china. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, Schwani gives us the latest news update from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Time for uh, my Dean's List A-List interview for this week. Uh, there really is only one you know, major new movie that's uh, opening for this weekend. Something really interesting happened at the box office uh, this weekend. Yesterday, they did this thing that they were calling National Cinema Day, where it only cost $3 to go to a movie theater. And not that many people went, even though it was only $3 to go to the theater. You know what wound up being the number one movie of the weekend? Not any new movie at all, but Spider-Man Far From Home that came out last December. It's the number one movie of the weekend again, because people wanted to go see it on a big screen for three bucks. It's the most amazing thing. That was number one. Tom Cruise's uh, Top Gun uh, Maverick uh, came out number two, 
and uh, Bullet Train was the number three movie of the weekend. None of the new movies, and not this one that we're about to talk about here, that is uh, from Emmy winner Sterling K. Brown, who you know from the television show This Is Us, and also a uh, very, very talented and very versatile uh, actress, Regina Hall. Uh, they play the minister and his wife of uh, an evangelical church. Uh, the minister uh, is hit by a sex scandal, and uh, the church is about to dissolve and break up as a result of his scandal. And this movie is shot mockumentary style, much like uh, Best in Show, much like This is Spinal Tap, much like the television show uh, The Office. This movie is shot the same way. So, well, it's got a, a string of reality to it about excess and greed. Uh, it's really basically a comedy of these two over-the-top characters, these two very talented actors that bring uh, so much to this story. The movie is called Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown Joined me at our WGN TV studio. Welcome back. It's so nice to see you. Yes, yeah, nice to be here. Thank you for having us. I have to think, is this the first time since COVID that you're back out on the road and promoting films? Because all that was shut down for quite yeah, a few years. Yeah, first time in person. Yeah. For, yeah, it's been a long time. Everything else has been, it's been, everything before this has been virtual. Virtual, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it fun to be back out? It's great to be Still back like, out. It yeah. is. To see the country. I'm from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Chicago and St. Louis, where I'm from. Cubs, it's all good. It can be love. Wow. <laughs> we can have NL Central love. He's you know what I'm off. saying? It's, all, it's all love. Wow. That's what I'm saying. We need to get you in Congress to bring some of that love. <laughs> bring people together of opposing views. Uh, this film is just, it, it's fun to watch. It's so character filled. From where do you, did you draw these characters? Regina. Oh, God. I mean, I, I looked and, and, and I did a lot of research on First Ladies. You know, I mean, I think we were both familiar with mega churches. Sure. But for me, it was a lot of research, research on their role and their relationship to, to, to congregation and spouse. Yeah. Same for you, Sterling? Uh, grew up in the church. Yeah. Uh, always, uh, there's a line in the movie that says, like, I love the theater. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a certain <laughs> <Aria>. theatricality <laughs> of the black church, which is sort of infectious. And so uh, I watched a lot of things and remember a lot of things from my childhood. Um, but it was, there's a few people that I watched in particular yeah. that I'm not allowed to name or else the lawyers get upset right. that the characters based off of that in my mind yeah. that were particularly I think helpful. we know from we've, we've seen them on TV the ones that you're oh yeah about. you know what I'm talking yeah, about we, Joe Osteen yeah. in particular because like <laughs> yeah just, yeah yeah uh, a little bit of a different kind of role for you than, you know, from what we know, Sterling K. Brown, don't you think? From what folks are familiar with, yes. My wife knows that I'm a, a natural fool at heart all the time. She's like, oh, so you now get the chance to be Sterling. But, no, I, it, it's people tell me I make them cry all the time. Hopefully make them laugh a little bit, too. Yeah, and that yeah. brings us to This Is Us, yes. uh, the uh, emotional conclusion of that. Were you surprised how, I mean, pe- people love shows, certain shows. Yeah, they But they really got invested in this one and emotionally attached to this one. Why do you think that is? It's about family. Yeah. 
I think the the country is so divided right now politically um, that they could get together on Tuesday nights and be like, well, I love my mama. And like, oh, I love my mama, too. <laughs> and so it was one thing that you, you could just kind of put everything else to the side for a little bit and just enjoy the journey that this family was going through. I yeah. think it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Regina, for you, we know we we love all your movies. You're so great in uh, comedies and everybody's looking forward to Girls Trip, the, the second one. Is that done? Is that in That's the can, ready started. to go? That's not started. No. <laughs> oh, it's not even started. It's not even started. Because you know it's the it's scheduling and getting everyone together, and and then you know Omicron came and pushed everything sure. back a little bit, and so it's it is going to happen though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might be some old ladies on a trip, <laughs> might be, but we'll get there. Yeah, finally, girls, trip is happening. I don't want to talk about the Will Smith slap, but you were one of the co-hosts that night. Aside from all that right. distraction that mm-hmm. took place, was it fun? Was there something to show? I have no idea what yeah. he's even talking I may, about. I may be mistaken. There's something so else. Strange. Yeah. Was it, was it a fun night for you? Any besides all yeah. the, the yeah. distraction? It was a fun night. It was it was it was a scary night until the um, that that thing that door like pulls up you yeah. know before that you're like oh my god like we're gonna die and then I think we all <laughs> held hands Amy was like can we pray yeah. you know Amy asked for prayer yeah wow. and, we, and so we held hands and, and we all said a prayer just because you never know how it's gonna go but it was a fun night it was really yeah. fun you really were great fun. thank you yeah you sure were really? you, you sure were all three of you were just fantastic with it so uh, we heard a rumor that you always wanted to do the, the, <laughs> the news don't you have a degree in I, well, I have my master's in journalism yeah. for, for, like, producing um, probably, you know, what do you call it? Like, st- segments. They're like, well, she sure. wasn't going to be yeah. too good. She doesn't even have vocabulary. But yeah. for, um, <laughs> you know, the things. Um, yeah, the things, yeah, for segments. Yeah. So do you want to give a, a try? To, I will do Let's it. step over to the weather board. Okay. Go, Regina. Here we go. Sterling, Sterling has refused I'm to join us. From way okay. back here, he's going to be a he's going to be Let's a supportive friend. Okay, but here Let's you do. You just this. you step up to the board here, face this way. Okay, and you'll see the magic. The oh, ma- there it is. The, the magic come up. And then I just say, and and put it, yeah, and I yeah, just put, put it in my monitor. I want to see what she sees. Okay, here we go. Oh, wait okay, a second. let me oh, see boy. what she sees. Here we go. <laughs> Now, see, if you, if you were a producer, oh, here we go. Well, this is what it looks like without all the effect. Right. Out, so, of, okay. out all the effect. Oh, here we go. We're getting okay. closer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here Somebody I go. Are you pretty impressed no. so far? Yeah. yeah. I mean, state of the art, you know, I haven't seen anything. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. everything. Okay. Our new meteorologist, yeah. Regina Hawley. Yeah. So I'm going to give the forecast for the week. And there's my camera. Thursday, I see some sun mostly with some clouds, 83 degrees. Um, cool on the lakeside area. And also Friday, uh, also partly sunny with a little more clouds at 86 degrees. Saturday, 70% chance She's of rain. <laughs> and 80 degrees. And then Sunday, 50% chance of rain, but the temperatures will start to drop and we will become cooler at 77 degrees. Look at that. Did you notice that?
Sterling not only did not join you over yeah. here, he ran over to he the did. other side of the studio. It's like he disassociated. <laughs> yeah, you completely. beautiful, Rich. <laughs> you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Hunt for Jesus, Save Your Soul. It's going to open in theaters. And also we'll be streaming on the Peacock streaming platform beginning September the 2nd. My pal, Regina Hall, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Love you. And Sterling K. Brown, thank you very much for being a coward and not coming over here and joining your friend over here. Yeah, there you go. You can uh, see the video of that. Uh, She was uh, terrific. (laughs) They were trying to get the cameras and uh, everything set up so she could see the weather board, you know, and do it the way Tom Skelling and all the weather pros uh, do the weather. But she was a good sport, and uh, they they had a good time. Uh, their movie, uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul, is in theaters right now. It's also streaming on the Peacock platform. I gave it a Dean's List B. You know, it's uh, not ground, you know, it's, it's not going to change the world, but... You want to have a couple laughs for a couple of hours? Uh, it it kind of makes a statement about the greed of how some people take advantage of the pulpit for their own uh, financial uh, benefit. Uh, uh, you know, so that's that's basically what the movie is about. You could uh, check that out. Uh, we're going to talk more about movies coming up in the next half hour. Plus, our friends from uh, Weber Grills will be joining us. How grills are not just for summertime anymore. They are uh, 365 day a year friends that provide us some uh, delicious foods. We've got some great recipe ideas uh, coming up. I got to tell you about, if you missed it on TV, I got to tell you about these uh, pizzas that I did on the grill on TV uh, over the last couple of days that I have since, by the way, recreated for friends uh, at home. Uh, These recipes are major home runs. They are absolutely delicious on the grill we'll tell you uh about that and so much more still coming up so what we discovered on uh, today's show what we learned somebody texted in and asked are we going to be doing our annual tree time pre-christmas show this year and shawani the answer to that is absolutely yes november 13th 13th uh it's going to be a little a different thing because we're going to be we'll be on live for two hours from nine to 11 and then dan hampton and uh ob will be on they actually start next sunday with their pre-bears uh coverage uh but so so that week then then they're going to take over at 11 o'clock uh from the studio not from uh, tree time but we'll do one hour of a show off the air so we can do whatever we want for the, for you know from eleven to twelve, and then at twelve o'clock we come back on the air again. Got that? Is that <laughs> a nice break. Cater some lunch. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, I like that. Um, you know, Schwani loves uh, going out into the crowd and kissing all the all the women. <laughs> That's been a long-time tradition of our three-time show. He loves to go Richard Dawson on everybody. He goes Richard Dawson. They uh, all come up to the counter and to the table where the, we are. The Dave Schwann uh, kissing booth. <laughs> this year, this year, it's all going to be about uh, trying to make as much money for us as possible. <laughs> I know Tree Time would like you to buy stuff so they can make some money, but uh, Schwanny's going to be selling kisses. <laughs> Uh, Andy's going to be. Giving, I went to. Uh, I bought a bunch of Hershey's Kisses uh, just the other day. At that Akawaka now, <laughs> or whatever you were. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan yes. uh, place you were at. 
Uh, oh, I didn't tell you about the f- chocolate and fudge I bought there. Oh, I can only imagine how much fudge you must have had. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but it's funny. It just sounds funny. You're right. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. So here's what we learned about the broadcast today. We've you know, we got to come up with some things to do on the show. Uh, I would like to have a live polka band with us uh, at the show this year, and we'll have a polka uh, dancing contest. Okay. And I just thought of something else during the break. Uh, what's more popular than pickleball right now? Nothing. Nothing. But maybe during that one hour that we're off, we can go out into the parking lot and have play pickleball. Let's play, go. Play pickleball, the three of us against three listeners. <laughs> Perfect. I don't even know we'll the kill first him. thing about We'll kill this. him. I don't yeah. care what it is either, but we'll kill him whatever it is. <laughs> we'll annihilate you. That's what we'll do. <laughs> you have we'll no chance. We'll annihilate him. We'll annihilate you. Yeah. Now, have any, I, I have not played pickleball. Me neither. Schwein and Andy. I don't even... I, I, this, uh, the first I heard of it was last week. I thought it was a game where you got some rackets and you hit a pickle back and forth over the net. <laughs> now, that would be interesting. Didn't we have a pickle tasting? tasting. Well, that was drink time yeah. once. Know your pickles. Know your pickles. Yep. Well, if something. Well, then just get the ones we didn't eat and bring them back, and then we'll play pickleball. I'm told that it's really fun pickleball. Have you yeah. played pickleball, Jack? Because you're nodding. Yeah, I have. Like you, like, like once. you know what it is. Like once. What's the difference between that and tennis? Say, uh, it's pretty similar. But you play. You can play on a tennis court. And you use like a wiffle ball and like wooden rackets. But why is it called pickleball? Oh, I don't know. I've just played it before. <laughs> well, let's see if we can find out. Well, Andy, I would think there might be a baseball connotation here where the runner is caught in a pickle between bases and they're trying to tag up. Jeez. So apparently in 1965, doing sports what? analysis now. In 1965, these two gentlemen wanted to play badminton, but they couldn't find one of the birdies to use. Or the shuttlecock, if you know that better. So they uh, good for you for using that phrase. By <laughs> the way. So they had I gave you a lot of credit. I was about to throw it <laughs> well, in. Thank you, thank you very much. And uh, they they went to a badminton court and started experimenting with different types of balls and rackets, including uh, table tennis, yeah. ping pong, yeah. uh, a wiffle ball. As Jack just pointed out, was one of the first things that they used. And then they uh, decided that it was going to be this uh, kind of perforated little ball that they're that they're using and they around the same time they trademarked this thing called pickleball you know what i'd like that didn't sound one bit like andy was reading well you know wikipedia is a hard thing to read from (laughs) you you made it sound like it was off the top of your head well i try i try i failed i had to look over to see you reading off the the monitor (laughs) screen um okay so it's so it's very similar but how fun would that be if we you know we chose you know we'll ask for three volunteers of uh, listeners, will go outside and we'll cream them. No, destroy them. To do that, can I'm we... not going to. I'm not going to be happy till someone on the other team is in tears. And then we can have at home players also draw cards from the, you know the big tree time drum. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> no, like a, like bozo. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, maybe we could play at the grand prize game. Can you hijack the uh, the buckets from uh, from Channel Nine? Yeah. You know what we? You know, oh, you know what? I wonder if we can get the buckets out there. Get, yeah, the, buckets, get the buckets out there. Get yeah. there. There's get, our solution. What would be more fun than polking around the actual grand prize game buckets? Yeah. Wonder if they'd let us use those. I like that. 
All right. Well, we have what basically two months to look at. Look at all the good ideas that we came up. Yeah. Next week we can you know brainstorm and think up something else. Then no, that would require one brain between the three of us, (laughs) though. Unfortunately. So. 15 Dean Richards, Sunday morning, WGN. I could listen to this literally all day long. This is so fantastic. The musical genius of Joey DeFrancesco, who sadly we lost this week. Uh, His uh, social media, his wife, his manager, did not provide a cause of death. He was only 51 years old. But, uh, I mean, this guy, Schwani, you're a big jazz head. Uh, uh, you're probably a bigger jazz head than I am. But I, I love this kind of jazz. This I could listen to uh, all the time. Day and night. Day and night. But this guy was a, a pioneer in bringing back this classic sound that was so much a part of the jazz scene uh, back in the 60s and 70s, right? Yes, exactly. Um, his father was an organist and a musician, and uh, he was responsible for kind of bringing it back into the limelight. Jazz organ had been kind of in the background for a while, but he was definitely the heir to people like, you talk about pioneers, Jimmy Smith yep. and Jack McDuff from uh, the 1950s and 60s. And not only was he considered the foremost jazz organist, he was just a great guy to talk to. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Just a great guy to talk to. Yeah. I saw him several times at the Jazz Showcase, and instead of just walking off the stage and going into the dressing room after each set, he would stand around and talk with everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, I never, uh, you know, my my years uh, over at WNUA playing the smooth jazz. I wish we'd played more jazz like that. Like that. <laughs> instead of... <laughs> the same Kenny G song over and over again. <laughs> but um, I never had the opportunity uh, to meet him, uh, but certainly have been a fan of his yeah. music uh, for, for years and years. And I was very sad when I heard uh, his death. When I heard that he died, it's like, that. it's got to be a mistake. He's a young man. Yeah, I got a text from uh, my friend, uh, about it, and I couldn't believe it. You know, he just said Joey died, and I was trying to put two and two. And Joey DeFrancesco, yeah, yeah, it is fifty-one. Yeah, but uh, what what a what a contribution uh, that he made, uh, and you know, staying true would have been easy for a young man like that to move on to some other kind of style of uh, jazz, some other kind of instrument. Uh, you know, something that was more portable, easy to you know move around and tour with. But he stuck to that good old Hammond Hammond B three Hammond B three that classic sound that can never be uh, duplicated by anything. He just won a Grammy too. He just won a Grammy award. Yes, he did. No, exactly correct. And everybody from all over the world, uh, you know, this is not just two dorks like us. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, paying homage uh, to this guy. Uh, music experts from around the world talk about uh, Joey DeFrancesco and, uh, you know, what an influence he made. And at a young age, too, right? I mean, he kind of started making his mark when he was, oh, a, when a, he was teenager. a teenager. Right. When he was a teenager, and everybody knew that this was the guy that was going to be the heir apparent to the great jazz organists uh, that uh, came before him. Sure, yeah, without you can a doubt. Tell, you can tell prodigies when you see them when they're young. 
uh, you can tell Prodigy. I didn't know that his father was an His father was organist. a musician, yes. In Philadelphia, where he grew up? Yeah, 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 right, right. And uh, I mentioned that he won a Grammy uh, this year. The, the uh, recording he won the Grammy for is called for Jimmy, Wes, and Oliver. Hmm. And uh, he is a special guest on that with uh, Christian McBride and his big band. And yeah. it's a tribute to... Jimmy Smith, wow. also Wes Montgomery, the great jazz guitarist, and a, a brilliant arranger named Oliver Nelson, hence the title for Jimmy, Wes, and Oliver. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, the very first cut, uh, their version of Night Train, Look Out. Wow. I'll bet that's amazing. Oh, look Out. I'll bet that's amazing. Yeah. Now I want to go back and listen to, uh, I'm pretty sure I've got some uh, Joey CDs. Uh, that I want to go back and listen mm-hmm. to, but I'm, I'm sure it's also downloadable if you all want to go check it out on your own. And now I want to go back and listen. I know I've got some Jimmy Smith CDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go back and listen to some of that today. Mm-hmm. I may have a jazz. good Sunday afternoon listening. I was going to say I might have a jazz filled uh, Sunday today. Good afternoon listening. Yes. I don't know if you know that I was uh, quite an organ prodigy when I was... You uh, played Lady of Spain. I understand you were the virtuoso of the neighborhood. I played Spanish Eyes. Or Spanish Eyes, rather. That was my big specialty number. I would uh, entertain. My mother would have her friends over at the house. (laughs) Sadly, this is is not an exaggeration. I'm not making this up. My mom bought me a Wurlitzer organ. (laughs) And, you know, I took lessons and, you know, she wanted me to learn certain songs that she liked. So I learned Spanish eyes. Turned on the vibrato. So I turned on the vibrato, and there was a there was a this was like the early technology of the shaboom button. Yeah, that they had that went. So every song that I played had that. Yeah, but it worked with Spanish eyes. Sure, it did. Worked perfectly with Spanish eyes. So I I would wow my mom's my mom and my mom lady friends. With Spanish eyes, with the impossible dream. I was big on the impossible dream. Uh, I can't hear the impossible dream with. No, I didn't. I didn't put the shaboom in. Uh, <laughs> in the impossible dream. But I was heavy on the vibrato, though, with that. Oh yeah, because you wanted the right. Big, you really wanted the big finish, big bold. You wanted that sound. Now, did you sing with it? Uh, not to my mom's lady friend. Good. I did privately. Oh, okay. I did privately when I thought nobody was listening. Turns out our second floor neighbor then <laughs> secretly told my mom, Odina has a very nice singing voice. It's like, oh my gosh, she can hear me. Uh, and then I would finish my set. I, you know, I had, like all good musicians, you know, we all had a set. And I would, uh, I'd wrap it up with uh, a rousing clarinet polka. <laughs> Okay, this is where you get the polka stuff. From. Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I may pl- I may join the band and play clarinet polka. That was one of my specialties back then. Can I bring my trombone? <laughs> There's one more thing for us to do. Does Andy play an instrument? He said he played saxophone for like a week. Oh, in this school. is a fantastic trio that we have now. This is it. This is it. <clears throat> we could play glow, little glowworm. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Lucille Ball, right? Yeah. But as we say so often, listen anyway. Holiday weekend means grill time. Well, any time is grill time. 
I've been telling you, most of the summer I was having work done on my deck out in the back, and I had to, uh, to remove everything from the deck area while they were doing all that, which also meant my grill was down. All of my grills were down uh, during the summertime, and it's, everything's just now been restored. So I'm grilling up a storm out there uh, to try to make up for lost time. Uh, I just absolutely love it. And I, uh, I, I know that people are, are doing grilling uh, you know, 24-7 now. It's not just a summertime thing. It's not just a holiday weekend thing. But it, you know, it's, I think, intensified for a holiday weekend. And that's why I thought we'd invite... Uh, our pal Dustin Green to join us on the show today. He's the director of the Grill Academy and the head grill master uh, for uh, Weber Grills. Dustin, welcome back to the show. Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me. So am I correct? Is uh, is grilling becoming a 365-day-a-year kind of thing now for a lot of people? It, it really is. I mean, the, the versatility of and you know how grills have really developed over the years, and, and people really wanting to get outside. I mean, it really is. I, it, there's no better time of the year I, to, to just get out there and go do what you're going to do. It's it, it, the weather really doesn't play a role into it much anymore for some. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm I'm out there till it's below zero. You know, I'll I'll go out in the snow. It doesn't that doesn't bother me at all when it's below zero and it's you know like you feel like your skin's peeling off. Uh, then I'll, I'll back off a little bit, but but I know for a lot of people uh, that that is not the case that they love doing it. Plus, uh, you guys have made it a lot easier to grill uh, three hundred sixty five days a year now. You know, you've got these special tailgating grills. I mean, you've got kind of a grill for every occasion, right? Well, we, we do, and you, you know, you talk about the different seasons around, and you know, weather plays a role into it, and you know talking about tailgating too and it, portability has come you know really into people's minds about the, depending where they want to cook and what they want to cook of you know the ability of can they do it and, and we tried to make it easy by looking at some of the, the you know the hardships that people had of you know is it portable is it versatile is it you know is it mobile and you know what are people cooking of you know at the event that they're at or you know where they are to make sure that they're able to do it and that's that's a big you know, sticking point for people. I wonder if, uh, you know, the pandemic had something to do with, uh, you know, the increased uh, popularity of uh, grilling as well. Because, you know, for a while there during the pandemic, everybody was cooking everything. And, mm-hmm. and I, I got to think that that extended to the out of doors as well, right? Oh, it definitely did. We definitely saw an uptick of people, you know, getting outside cooking and, you know, interacting on social media with everybody to see what they're cooking and how they're cooking on it, and then just sharing tips and tricks and recipes, you know, that, that trying to make everybody just a little bit better at what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to share some recipes, uh, you know, for, uh, for the Labor Day weekend, you know, for people who are grilling tomorrow, if you've got some special ideas of things that we can do. We're getting into tailgate season now. Uh, if you've got some ideas for things uh, to do, uh, I was talking a little earlier on the show about I did some pizzas on the grill uh, on my uh, TV cooking segment this past Wednesday. One of our listeners named Kevin called in last week and gave me a recipe for a pizza. I would have never thought to put all these ingredients together myself. 
And I did. I followed his directions, and it was so delicious. I'll tell you uh, more about that. I want to open up our phone lines and get some of your suggestions for things to do on the grill. 312-981-7200. We'll continue in just a minute with Dustin Green, the director of the Grill Academy and the head grill master, Americas for Weber Grills. 1236, Dean Richards in September. As Earth, Wind, and Fire will sing in a moment. We're talking grilling on today's food show. Dustin Green, director of the Grill Academy and head grill master for Weber Grills. So, uh, Dustin, I did uh, last week on the show, we were talking about, you know, I was going to do pizzas on the grill. Somebody called in and suggested this recipe of a, a mixture of ingredients I would have never thought to put together, uh, but I said I was going to try it. I was intrigued, and I did, and it was amazing, and I made it on television, rave reviews on television, and I made it for some friends again uh, last night. I'm a little obsessed with this recipe right now. It is a base of equal amounts of mozzarella and crumbled feta cheese, onto which you put thinly sliced tomatoes went to the farmer's market yesterday and got some amazing tomatoes are delicious sliced them up and then sliced up some strawberries and put those on there as well sprinkled a little more mozzarella just a little bit on top baked it up in the on in my uh, my weber grill indirect method with the pizza stone and then when it was all done a big swirl of balsamic glaze on it dustin this is the most delicious pizza i've had in years it, it sounds incredible. I mean, those flavors just have to mesh so well together. The sweet and a little bit of the with tomatoes. It just it sounds amazing. Yeah, and the you know the saltiness, the tartness of the feta cheese uh, with all that. The tomatoes and the strawberries kind of mellow out a little bit. You know, like when you have like you know warm warm strawberries in a dessert. That it's kind of like that a little bit, but it's not overly sweet mm. at all. Uh, really delicious. Nice. Do, do you like doing pizzas on the grill too? I do. And, you know, I got a couple of favorites I like to do. And, you know, typically, you know, sometimes you have to play into the crowd. You got to, you know, see what people like and they don't like. But, you know, along the same line to kind of think outside of the box. So for me, I, I like to get a like a creamy style Alfredo sauce yeah, and use that as my base for a sauce and then kind of take it that direction. But then use like a little bit of grilled asparagus some prosciutto. And then uh, same thing, you could top it with a little bit of parsley at the end, or you could put a little balsamic glaze on the top of that too. But it's, you know, another way to think outside of the box with some other like incredible ingredients that just bring great flavor to a pizza. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I uh, I julienned some fresh basil also and sprinkled that on top mm-hmm. of uh, the, I'm, I'm telling you, the combination of these flavors were amazing. Yours sounds amazing, but you're right. You have to read the crowd a little bit. You know, sometimes... You know, you're trying to make these fancy schmancy pizzas and all people want is a nice cheese pizza or a nice margarita pizza or, you know, pepperoni or, you know, give me a nice sausage pizza, you know, something something yeah. like that. And those are easy to do on, on the grill, too. Right. How do you recommend if someone's, uh, you know, on their Weber? What, what's the best method, do you think, to do all this? Like you mentioned, how you were doing it. I, I love that method, indirect style with your pizza stone, preheat your grill, you know, top all your ingredients once you stretch your pizza and put it on there. And, you know, just let, if you're using a gas grill or, you know, a charcoal, same thing, like you said, indirect, 
but just allowing that convection heat of the grill to really just bake that pizza. You know, it, it, it's simple. You don't have to, you know, there's not a lot of steps to, to say to get it once it's on the grill. And, you know, you just let the grill do the work. You know, you set it and it, it's just going to cook. Um, that's one method. Or the, the second method we talk about, too, is like I, I can take that pizza dough, I can put it onto the grill flat, grill one side of it in direct heat, take it off, and then with that direct side looking up at me, I put my ingredients onto that pizza. Yeah. And then I and then I put it back on the grill. So it gives you almost like a little bit of a grilled element, brings a little bit more flavor, a uh, different type of flavor to the pizza. And, uh, you know, it's just another style. But I, either one of those ways works just incredible yeah i've 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 done it probably mostly that way where i i do one side of the dough and let it bake up you got to be careful because boy it can burn up on you fast if, if you're not careful uh and mm-hmm. then uh, you uh, flip it over so the cooked side is now up and you, that's where you put the ingredients and then put it back on the grill uh indirect lower heat uh you know just so everything melts up and the bottom side of that dough uh, then then bakes up that, that's delicious and easy to do too because a lot of people are doing tailgating now i gotta think that would be a fantastic tailgating item is it it, it is i mean you bring your doughs with you you pack your cooler just making sure you know I, I use a checklist when i pack honestly for for tailgates anytime i'm going anywhere uh it's really just to make sure i have everything that i need you know because it's not like when you're at your house i can just be like oh hold on let me run into my kitchen or run into you know, you might meet some people next door or wherever you park for your tailgate. But, you know, we talk about the tailgate and our traveler grill just it's such a great grill with the versatility and the mobility for for, for tailgating and, you know, lends itself so well to pizzas, you know, just a nice even heat. You know, you're able to use that grill to, to melt your cheese, cook your ingredients, and, and it does phenomenal for pizzas. Yeah. Uh, when we were doing some tailgating out, out outside of uh, White Sox Park, uh, we we took one of your we took several of your uh, tailgating grills out there so we could cook for people. These things are amazing. The, the like they fold up. I had three of them in the back of my SUV. There they fold down <laughs> to nothing, and they're so easy to move around. It, they're perfect. You know the slow close with the, how it collapses. You just remove your uh, move your gas tank from it. Pull out your uh, your grease. Uh, grease tray and you're right it just yeah. pulls and goes the wheels you bring it anywhere take it to the beach take it to you know soldier take it to, to guaranteed rate i mean wherever you're going the thing it'll get there yeah exactly what else do you like to do uh tailgating wise you know for me it's I, I i like to try to keep it simple i like to spend be able to talk with people mingle and but uh i think about wings i'd like to bring i bring chicken wings because there's the versatility of those where i'm able to do say three four different kinds you know, you can do your regular buffalo, a garlic parmesan, uh, a garlic and, you know, something else. Uh, but they just lend themselves so well to being able to do different varieties and, and really making sure everybody has something to eat uh, based on what they like flavor-wise. Yeah, so when you do the, the wings out there, are you doing a little bit of prep at home first before you take the actual wings out to the tailgating site? Sometimes yes, uh, sometimes no, depending on what style of wing I might do. Sometimes I might marinate some of them. Sometimes I might brine some of them. Um, other times I just leave them plain and just will grill them up with salt, pepper, oil, salt, and pepper, and then hit them with the finishing sauce that I'm going to do it with. Yeah, and so you, you take the wings uh, uh, onto the grill, uh, what, like a medium heat, uh, a direct, indirect? Got, walk us through that a little bit. So if we're using a traveler, I'll, I'll typically do them direct. I'll go about 375, 400 degrees, 
and they'll take about 15 minutes aside, depending on the size of the wing. You know, I like to separate mine. You know, you, you look at a chicken wing, and it's kind of like three pieces. You got the little wing on the end of it that you don't really do much with, and you got your paddle uh, or the flats, and then you got your drum. Yeah. I like I like to separate them because I, I I'm able to cook the like pieces kind of the same way by the same time without having some being overdone, some oh, being a little bit under. That's a good idea. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and that's just me. Some people don't like that; they want the full wing. They want you to you know to be able to, to break it up that way. Um, but that's just how I like to do it. About 15 minutes per side, depending on on how big the wing is, and uh, put a, I'll, I'll usually hit them with sauce at the end. I don't like to hit them with the sauce too early because if you do. You do got a decent chance, depending what sauce, if you got a barbecue or a teriyaki, of burning that sauce before the wing is actually cooked. Yeah, because it's so full of uh, sugar uh, that that really sh- you know should be the the very last thing that you do because the, the really all you want to do is warm up the sauce a little bit. You don't really need to cook it at all. Uh, do, when when you separate the wing, do you get rid of the the wing part that has virtually nothing on it? Do you just toss that or? Do you, do you keep it and, you know, I don't know, maybe use it for a broth or something like that? If I have enough of them, I will. Um, but if I'm only doing, like, say, 24 wings, I'll look at it and, it, it, uh, yeah, I just kind of make it just go away. Yeah, there's there really is nothing to it. I've, I've always thought that it's a big waste also. Uh, but I, I've always left them in, like, kind of a V. I think I'm going to take your advice from now on and separate those so I can control the cooking temperatures better because they, they cook at completely different times. They do, and they can. Um, you know, like I said, it's just it's a style that I like, and some people, they look at it and go, well, why do you do that? Well, like, it, you explain it, and they understand it, and you're going to get a nice, beautiful, you know, evenly cooked wing, and they go, okay, it makes sense. 219 area code is asking, uh, I want to do some steaks on the grill. Uh, can you walk me through the process, and what is your recommended seasoning for a steak on the grill? Sure. You know, process, when I talk about steaks, we really will look at the thickness of the steak. The thickness really drives almost everything you do when grilling a steak, the time, the temperature, and we talk about the technique, whether it's direct or indirect. So for a steak, if it's, say, one and a quarter to one and a half inch thick, which is typically what you'll find at most grocery stores and, and people that sell steaks, 500 to 525 degrees, direct cook um, with a single flip. And for me, it's really it's oil, salt, and pepper. You know, and if I'm using, if I'm looking for medium rare, I'm usually in the range of, say, about five and a half to six minutes per side. And... You have to pull your steaks off to allow for the carryover, which, as you know, we talked about it the last time, food's going to continue cooking, you know, when you take it off of your right, grill. Right. And you have to allow for that. And some people understand it, they know it, but some people, they, they've just never seen it before or, you know, have experienced it. Yeah, you got to let those fluids, like, re, uh, recirculate themselves within the piece of meat. Otherwise, if you cut it too soon, you're going to lose all the flavor, all the juices are going to... Uh, just uh, flow mm-hmm. away. So you just put salt and pepper on it. That's it. I I like uh, oregano also on my steak. Am I better to wait until the end so I'm not burning up the oregano that's uh, over those direct flames? You know, I are you using like a, a dried oregano leaf? Are you using yeah. a fresh oregano? Yeah, dried, dried. Yeah, I mean, if if it's built in, let's say like a marinade. Then, you know, you're fine putting it on in the beginning, but you're right. Like you said, if depending on how long you're cooking it, you do got a decent good possibility of, of it 
burning up on you or starting to scorch, which will give you some bad flavors yeah, that you don't want. Like so a little bitterness. Towards the end, definitely. Yeah, it will. Yeah, I always try to remember to not put it on, but it's it's such a secondhand, you know, second nature thing to me now that I always I put it on. I was like, oh, I, I wanted to try it by putting it on toward the end so I don't burn it up. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to some more uh, calls in just a minute. Uh, more of your questions about grilling for Dustin Green with uh, the Grill Academy, head grill master of the Grill Academy for Weber Grills, right after that. 1251 Dean Richards Food Time Show on uh, WGN with Dustin Green from Weber's Grill Academy, their head grill master. Uh, Somebody texting in a question for you, Dustin. How about uh, seasoning or a quick marinade for sole on the grill uh, in in a basket? Yeah, sole, sole seems like that would be tricky on the grill. Because it's so delicate, right? It, it is. So, so is definitely, uh, it, it, it's difficult, but it can be done. I mean, if you look at it, you know, Dean, we could take it, we could take it directly off the grates. You know, you're probably about 500, 525 degrees, you know, seasoning for that. You know, the great part that I love about soul is that you talk, you know, yes, it's a delicate when you handle it, but it's also delicate too by so many flavors can mesh to it. Like there's nothing that says you have to do X or you have to do Y. Like it really will take just about anything you want to put at it. You want to blacken it. You want to put a lemon pepper on it. You want to, you know, go like a, a Mediterranean or Greek style. It'll do that. Um, but to grill it, like I said, you're looking at 500, 525. You want to put the, uh, the flesh side down first and then just gently turn it over. You know, and it, it, if you happen to have, you know, some of the great accessories that you make and you have a, a griddle or one of the flat tops, you know, there's nothing better about preheating that your grill with that accessory and then cooking it right on there and, and allowing that caramelization, that beautiful sugars to, you know, add that extra layer of flavor to, to that sole. Yeah, I'm thinking that you're going to oil the uh, the grill or the basket first, right? So it doesn't stick and fall fall apart. Uh, is that right? Correct. Yeah, definitely. Oil the food, and I would even give it a little bit of oil, you know, if you're putting it in the basket. or I, I wouldn't go with the grill with that way, but if I was going to go directly on the grate with it i would use a little bit extra oil to make sure that that i'm going to give that little step that extra bit of separation that we're looking for yeah what about a marinade for something like that like like for me when you were uh, talking about that i was thinking of the greek style of uh you know like some olive oil and lemon uh you know salt and pepper uh would be super Mm -hmm. super tasty with that but what would be another uh, easy quick marinade for sole on the grill you know i would you know, it's probably more of a cooking style, but if you use, like, your blackening spices, same thing. If you do the oil and then have, like, your your paprika and your garlic and a little bit of cayenne and some onion powder and, and kind of go that direction, you know, it'll marinate and penetrate that meat so that, you know, and it does, it's not going to need long. That's the biggest thing with soul is it's, you're probably not going to go more than half hour. You know, the thickness on it isn't, isn't you know, crazy. Yeah. What what are the, the most uh, grill-friendly seafoods? To, to use on the grill. Sure. You know, some of my favorites, grill-friendly, as you talk about, like shrimp, those are great. You put those on a skewer. Um, you know, I think you and I, we talked about salmon the last time. Salmon's a great fish to put on the grill. It right. runs itself so well yep. from the fat content and the, the makeup of the meat. Uh, a few swordfish, tuna. Um, you know, honestly, you could a, a lot of them do lend really well. There's You put lobster. Lobster's another great mm. seafood you could throw on the grill. Nice, yeah. 
uh, and, and uh, it cooks quickly and is uh, pretty simple to season and prepare. Generally, it's just pretty much salt and pepper, right? I mean, unless you want to get super of, fancy with things. Correct. Yeah, a lot of times. Somebody on the uh, text line is asking, uh, do, you, do you brine steak? Is it appropriate to brine a steak? You know, it's a personal preference. I, you know, for me, if it, if I have a thicker cut of steak, if I'm doing a, like a nice big tomahawk or I have a thicker New York, I'll dry brine it. You know, where it's just sprinkling your salt on it before you cook it, and then that salt is you know penetrating your meat while it's sitting there. I don't typically wet brine with steaks. I'll use more for like pork chops or for chicken as the wet brine, where that's your salt and some of the flavorings mixed in with the water that it kind of sits in there like a marinade. Uh, but yeah, I definitely will dry brine steaks. In addition to uh, you know the the taste, does it also tenderize whatever it is that you brine? I know a lot of people love to brine turkey, uh, you know, for Thanksgiving. That, that's a very common uh, thing. Uh, d- does it change the texture of the tenderness of the, whatever you're brining? It, it does. It, it allows the meat to hold the water. So it's kind of like if I like a mushroom where if you if mushrooms are like sponges, right? So when they're done, they push all the water out of them. If what the salt does is it allows the water molecules to adhere to them. So when it penetrates the meat, the salt will pull the water into it and it retains it. So it actually makes them, yes, it tenderizes. And then it also will allow that meat to be more moist. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, real quick, we only have about a minute left. If uh, I wanted to do like a chili or something like that for tailgating, uh, you know, for, on the grill for the family as the weather's going to get cooler, what's the best way to put that together? You know, uh, depending on what kind of vessel you have to cook it in, you could, you know, grill your steak on the side, cook it up that way, add the flavor that you're going to pull off of the grill saute up your vegetables because you always want to add as much flavor as you can and then you can toss it all together you know some people like beans some people don't like beans uh tomato base if, you, if you're looking for that and you know just put it all together in your pot and and do it that way and if you have the opportunity if you if you have a smoker box or you can add a little bit of flavor that way too the more the merrier okay uh so just you know a, a, a like a dutch oven something like that and and put it right on the grill on a low heat Correct. Yeah, I, I would put it on there probably a low to medium heat. And like I said, depending on what you're looking to do, if you want to grill your meat and then add it in, but you could use that Dutch oven to saute your vegetables, you know, add all your beans, your liquids to it. Then you toss your steak in towards the very end of it and, and let let all those flavors melt. Yeah, that's the best way. Slow, slow and uh, low and slow, as they say, with uh, to get all those flavors together. Dustin Green, director, Grill Academy, head grill master. For Weber Grills, people want to get more info, Dustin. What's the best way to do that? Oh, definitely hit up Weber.com. We have all kinds of recipes, tips and tricks, uh, you know, instructional videos, and, and, you know, just trying to people get people to cook more and, and, you know, have access to information. Good deal. Have a great holiday weekend. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Dean. Take care.